Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is episode 87 of the Distraction Pieces podcast and this week's guest is one that loads of you have requested before and he's just pretty great. It's Mr. Stephen Graham. Yeah, he's wonderful. I'm a, I've been a massive fan of his his work for a long time and at the beginning of the year, oh, actually towards the end of last year, we were talking on Twitter about doing a podcast and then we were delighted at the beginning of, of this year to start podcasting together. Uh, to start podcasting together what? To start working together on a TV show. There's loads that you can't, that we can't say about the TV show, so we don't go into it much, but it's called Taboo. And I'm just going to n- name drop disgracefully here because just everyone involved is amazing. Um, in fact, I won't even name drop, I'll, I'll back catalog drop. So the the writer is the writer of Peaky Blinders and Locke and numerous other things, uh, Stephen. Um, the director, Chris, is the director of The Killing, one of the best TV series ever made. It's produced by some dude called Ridley Scott for Fox and BBC, producing it together. Um, and it's starring um, and also producing, you know, Tom Hardy you know, one of the biggest actors and general workhorses in the UK film industry at the moment. And yeah, it's fucking amazing. It's been really good fun so far. We've shot the first half of the series and we're getting into the second half soon. So yeah, that's kind of... Um, uh, and me and Stephen were put together on the first day. Our, our characters are very interlocked and he was just wonderful. It was just so good that we that we hit it off and got on well, and particularly, this is only my third ever acting gig, so to have someone of Stephen's stature and ability and experience kind of t- t- take me under his wing a bit was, it meant the world, so it's it's really made it all the more enjoyable experience. I should mention speechdevelopmentrecords.com, you can go there to support the podcast, there's podcast merch there, there's Team 3W, a t- a Team 3W is our little uh, our gang of podcast our listeners, the free W references my welcome, welcome, welcome at the start of every damn podcast. Um, so yeah, you can head there, speechdevelopmentrecords.com. You can get all sorts of stuff. One thing you can get is the brand new B. Dolan live album, which is hugely exciting. That's out now. I think all of it, maybe except for one or two songs, is recorded in the UK. It was on his, his UK tours with the full band or with Buddy Peace or with everyone else. So check that out. Yeah, that's at speechdevelopmentrecords.com. Records.com. Another thing, I'm, I'm, this is going to be a bit of a, a long intro because there's an, another thing I need to mention. Number one, god damn, thank you for all the love sh- uh, shown to last week's podcast. Um, if you missed it, it was a hugely emotional one. I teamed up with Sport Relief and and the Housing for Women's Replace Project and talked to an amazing a young lady called Mira who's who's a survivor of sex trafficking, essentially. And man, she was brutally honest about her experiences and it was hard for her to get through it's hard for anyone to listen to um but man her 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 insistence was look as as horrible as this is for me to relive these stories shouldn't be swept under the carpet and they shouldn't be ignored because they're not comfortable listening you know these things are actually happening in the real world and they need to be addressed so Big love for everyone for supporting and sharing that one. The the reaction on Twitter and Facebook and everyone is like nothing I've ever seen before. Honestly, there were more tweets pushing it out there than I've ever seen. The last time I saw that kind of thing was on the Refugee Special. And weirdly, time has come around that on Friday was the release of the Long Road EP. And let me tell you, if you haven't 
a listen to the previous podcast, let me tell you a little bit about that. For the Long Road EP, if this is your first time listening, this isn't just like normally a charity podcast. There happens to be two times I've worked with charities and they happen to be relevant at the same time. I teamed up with the, the British Red Cross and they put me in contact with um, a refugee from the Democratic Republic of Congo called Ramel. And we had an amazing conversation on the podcast. We recorded it and she was, again, brutally honest and open about her experiences. And then uh, the Long Road EP was pairing up a load of different musicians with refugees to then create songs that are telling their stories and that are trying to address the the mis the misperception of refugees or asylum seekers or 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 whatever we call them in the in in the tabloid press and yeah it was it was amazing to work on i worked with an amazing a singer called didier casala um also i mean also on the record you've got you've got um a robert plant and you've got uh, ethan john's pr- produced it all it's like it's it's huge there's amazing people on there but i um i i met ramel i did the podcast i went away and i wrote my lyrics and i kind of i was emailing them back and forth with the people organizing the whole project and then i had to go down to this amazing studio one day and we had had one afternoon kind of thing to do to get this song recorded and i hadn't heard any music and i knew Didier Kasala and and the Refugee All-Stars and numerous other people were involved and there was so there would be a wealth of potential music there I just didn't know what it would be and I arrived after a long a late night drive I had a, a little bit of sleep and then I got there in the morning and Didier and his band um just kind of I sat down they said look here's what we're thinking like I, I like here's what we've got as if it's going to be this this rough thing and with no mics or anything, just an acoustic guitar and Didier's amazing voice, they just, they, they, they literally made my jaw drop. I literally sat there with my mouth open. Um, originally on my, on my vocals, I'd written a hook, which instantly I was like, right, we're dropping my hook because the, the, the beauty of what you're singing and your voice and the way it's delivered is way better than the little, the wordy, intricate hook I'd written. So, are we then in no time at all really we jammed it out two or three times before setting up the mics just jammed it out two or three times just going right i'll do a verse here and then you can do that and then you i'll do another verse you can do that and then you can have a middle eight and then i'll do this verse in this bit and we jammed it out and it just came together and and ethan was adamant that that we don't record separately often when people are recording a our records of the guitar will get laid down first and then the, the sung vocal. And then if there's a rap f- f- vocal, it'll be a separate thing. He was like, no, no, no. We we were all so buzzing off what each other was, was bringing t- t- to the table. He was like, we need to record this as live. So we literally, we set the mics up, had one a run through. And then on the, on the second run through, we kind of went, right, we've nailed that. <laughs> you know, it just went, better than we could have hoped we did a third run through to make sure and we were like no the second one no we nailed that um yeah and it's amazing so you can get uh the long road ep um you can order it order it now um yeah and it was it was just amazing to be a part of and to be involved in basically it it means the world um and it's the whole point of it is to try and readdress the public perception of uh of refugees so if you head to www.thelongroad.uk there's loads of hashtag 
the long row dp um, and things like that so check that out if you'd like this is a long ass intro i told you that there's more stuff I need to tell you. You're getting a bonus podcast on Friday, but goddamn, I've rambled too long and you want the good Stephen Graham. So I'll tell you about the bonus podcast in a bit. For now, this is episode 87 of the Distraction Pieces podcast with Stephen Graham. This piece of fiction is the intro to Distraction This piece of fiction is the intro to Distraction this piece of fiction is the intro to destruction. This piece of fiction is the intro to destruction. Here we go. We have begun. I'm joined by Stephen Graham. How are you today, sir? I'm not too bad at all, Pip. I'm, yeah, I'm tip top. I'm good today. It's, it's nice out, isn't it? It's a nice day. Everything seems calm and, and peaceful here. So yeah, nice and sunny. Yeah, yeah, it's lovely. It's a nice cozy little house we got. So yeah, yeah, I'm good. It's I'm lovely. Good. Thank I've you. Had for me, having I've had me ready break this morning. Good work. Good yeah, work. I you love really... the ready break in the, in the winter and the spring. You can't beat a bit of get up and glow. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely prepared. Then right. Yeah, yeah. Um, well prepared. I don't know how much we can actually talk about the project that we're working on. Do you know? I, I don't know. I know there's always restriction sure. on these things. I'm sure we can mention bits. Yeah, I should yeah. imagine. Yeah, but what's so the trailers have have gone out recently, or the first trailer, and we're working yeah. on a show called Taboo. A, a, a Taboo, and yeah, it's great fun, isn't it? I'm yeah. loving it so far. Yeah, it's been great. Um, yeah, it's fantastic. It's I mean, it's a brilliantly written show. Yeah, uh, and that was instantly as soon as I saw the scripts, it was like, man, this is yeah. this is something, isn't it? And then yeah. yeah, you see everyone involved with again. That's all announced with Ridley Scott, with Tom Hardy, obviously. All these you Stephen Knight, the writer and stuff. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's some fantastic Amazing. actors in it. And it was yeah, it's just a pleasure to be a part of, isn't it? Really. Yeah. And we have we yeah we've we've. We're kind of we're getting our feet in there, but it's it's been good fun. I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, it's all going nicely so far, and we're on a bit of a a break from filming at the moment. I think so they call nice it a hiatus. Hiatus. So, how do you spend these hiatuses? Do you? Uh, I mean, you've obviously got a family in that. So yes. I guess that, yeah. There's my, no such thing as time off. Not really. No, no. <laughs> then it's down to like we were saying a minute ago. You know, then it's down to real life for me. So mm. you've seen the skip out the front. We yep. look a little bit like the clampets at the minute. You know what I mean? I'm clearing <laughs> all kinds of shit from the shed and stuff like that. But perfect. Yeah, just real, real life stuff, and it, and it gives me a list. Yeah, of the to do list. <laughs> um, so I have lots of things to do. I can't do DIY, so that that's a given. Yeah, but I can prepare for people that do do DIY. If exactly. You know I mean. That's ex- exactly. You can get everything ready for when a professional can come in exactly <laughs> yeah because you don't want to bot it up do you I've had so much of that i've had points where it's kind of like right i'll start on a job and i think for me to do this good it's a it's a good week two weeks work <laughs> someone who knows <laughs> what they're doing to do it good it's an afternoon it's an afternoon like, it is yeah we might as well just save everyone time and exactly. have to just go just, here you go mate yeah mate thanks very much yeah and, and at the end of the day you know that's not what we do People do that for a living, so yeah. why not let the professionals come in and do it? Exactly that. Do you know what I mean? Um, I always do a bit of of, of research beforehand mm-hmm. um, on the podcast, and the first thing that jumped out to me with great excitement is your birthday. Uh, we've got the same birthday, August 3rd. Really? How weird's that? Yeah, I'm August 3rd. Instantly, I was looking, I was like... Really? Yeah, yeah, 100%. I've, wow, I've only known one other person who's got the same... Andreas, who's one of my best mates. I it's met him about 20 years ago. He's got the same birthday. Yeah. Oh, nice I one, I saw it was the first thing as I looked at. I've got nothing more to say on that. I was oh, just nice like, one, lovely. Oh, that's good. So you're a Leo like myself, and I've, you've, you've got a nice big picture of a lion on your I've jumper. I've got a lion on my jumper at the moment. I like that, I like that. I mean, okay. it's just... Because we're doing this, I mean, this will come out next week, but... 
we're a day or two after another Leo, who's who, who, who's a good friend of yours, yes. finally got his uh, finally his, got his, his Oscar. How, how how pleased were you about that? It seems Madly. about time, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, I was, I was over the moon, do you know what I mean? Completely over the moon for him. Uh, we've been texting and stuff. He was down uh, last week for his, when he got his bath day. Right, yeah, of course. And he was down for a week, but I didn't get a chance to see him because real life creeps in, do you know yeah, what I mean? My yeah, kids yeah, were yeah. off school, so yeah. so I had to do that. But but no, I'm, I'm overjoyed for him and, you know, it's a magnificent film. Yeah, and Tom, Tom's amazing. superb in it as in, well. Instantly, it seemed, it seemed almost... Um, spooky that oh, oh, when Leo finally gets it it's in that amazing film with Tom and it feels to me is Tom going to be the next one now that people are going so when's he going to you know how, how, how long are they going to ignore him yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah when, like when's he going to get his nod yeah. of course yeah which which I mean you know, his, his performance was unbelievable yeah. and I think what was great was it was Mark Rylands that won yeah uh, and and I think the way he is, I mean, he's such a beautiful man. I've never met him, but I've heard some great things yeah, about him. And yeah. I think he's an amazing actor. I think his acting is on a different level. Yeah. And I loved his his kind of philosophy and the way he treats it. You know, he kind of says, he accepts that these awards things have to be done, but he kind of sees it as, how can you, how can you separate who comes first and second in the sense of acting? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Because it's not, it's, it's not like the Olympics. It's not, no. there, is, there is no overall winner. It's not, we're not athletes to, to, to achieve the, the goal of winning something. No, no, it's subjective, and it's subjective Completely. in different fields and areas of, of, of that particular art form in itself even. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. there's different types of acting that will all be competing against each other that course, are incomparable. Yeah. You know, it, is, it is an odd one. Was it, a, a growing up, were you always kind of drawn to acting? Was that kind of something um, you into? Like, what kind of, 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 of upbringing did you have? Well, to be honest with you, um, you know, me, me, my... Me, my and dad, I'm from a very like a, a working class background in, yeah. this, in the sense of when I say working class, I mean in the sense of you know, me, my and dad both had good jobs. Yeah, me, ma started off as a nursery nurse yeah. when I was a kid, and then she um, then she went into social work, which yeah, is one of, the, one of the hardest jobs yeah, I feel course. for anyone to do. You know, there's lots and lots of work to do there, and there's lots of you put a lot into that job with very little rewards, really, yeah, with respect to how society views them. Yeah, but, you know, 100%. It, but it's very self-rewarding that kind of job. Yeah. So I had a, I had a, you know, really good, stable upbringing, and I had a great childhood. I come from a big family. Yeah. Loads of cousins. Yeah. Shed loads of cousins. We used to, you know, we used to, yeah, we used to do all kinds of, <laughs> of things to get get into mischief. But it was kind of when I was a kid, I did a play at school. Um, I think I was ten. Yeah. So only a year older than that, Alfie is now. Oh wow! And I did a play called Treasure Island. Yeah. And I played Jim Hawkins. And where I lived, there was a great, still is, he still lives in the same place, actually. He lived across the road from my nana's house. Yeah. Uh, Drew Schofield, his name is. Right. And he uh, he was in a show at the time called Scully, which was about a, a young lad who had these dreams and aspirations of playing for Liverpool Football Club. Right. And he used to have these daydreams. And he was, it was a great series. It was yeah. a fantastic series. And I watched him in the Everyman do a play. It was these two men. It was. Did you remember? Did you ever see Brookside years ago? Yeah, yeah. Of course. Or did you remember Sinbad? Yeah, yes. Yeah, well, yeah. Sinbad. Well, he was in a play with Sinbad, and they were two bin men. Yeah, and they were doing Shakespeare, like uh, oh, just, wow. just doing this whole menagerie of Shakespeare plays and little bits and bobs and little snippets. But it was about two scouts bin men doing Shakespeare. Yeah, and I remember seeing it and thinking, "Wow, that's amazing!" And he came to watch the play in school, and he turned around to me, Martin Zard, and said, um, I think your lad's, your lad's got a bit of talent there. He's really talented. Oh, wow. Maybe you should look at taking him to the Everyman Youth Theatre. So I had to wait, and I think I was about 13, 13 yeah. and a half when I first went. 
to the everyman. That's our little Billy running in and out the kitchen there. There we go. He's <laughs> off now. I think I was about 13 when I first went to the everyman. Uh, yeah. And it was just, it was just something that, I just really enjoyed it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That, that kind it's of... perfect to get that kind of nod early on to give you that yeah. motivation. Because again, particularly, I mean, in general, acting can be something that you see on the big screen and can seem a bit unattainable. So to at that early age to have someone go, like, you, that's a thing you can do. Yeah. Like, that's a job. That's that's like, in general, you go, you go to school and you're learning that jobs are, are working in a shop or working in a factory or working in an exactly, office. So yeah. to have at that young an age someone go, this is, you this do, is an option You're good at too. this. You, you could do this. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, and that, that's a perfect analogy, what you just said there, because Drew as well, because he lived across the road from me, Nana. Yeah. And he lived in that street, and he had the same accent as me. Yeah. And, you know, he came from the same area as me, and yeah. he was every week on my telly. And then I'd see him in the in the Everyman doing a play. It was like... Huge inspiration. Yeah, massive, huge yeah. inspiration. It was like, this can be done. Yeah. Like you say, you know, it was... It, it was it was tangible. It was something that was yeah. obtainable. It wasn't yeah. it wasn't beyond my wildest imaginations. You know what I mean? It could be done. So it was it was great. And then that's where I, you know, I kind of we used to go every summer holidays. Uh, so it keep me off the streets a little yeah. bit, and, yeah. you know, <laughs> keep me away from rob cars and things like that. But Again, yeah, it was great, and it was good just to keep you out of tr- keep me out, out of trouble, trouble basically, you know? in in one sense of the word. And you know, surely my missus won't mind me saying this because I was very young at the time. But it was girls there as well. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. and that was one of the kind of you know, like I say, it was purely because of the arts why I got yeah. into it. But that came later on. Yeah, but at course. first it was something fun to do. The other really enjoyed of keeping you out of trouble are boxing clubs and things like that. I've, and there's yeah. only lads there. Yeah. yeah so, exactly. so this is, this is clearly... So this is perfect. And I don't have to get punched in the face. Yeah, exactly. This I don't have to get punched in the face. And I can show up, show off, and I'll, I'll possibly get a snog as well at the yeah. end of the play. So it was perfect <laughs> for me. It was, it was a dream, dream little thing to start doing. Yeah. That's it was so be. much fun as well, and I just remember enjoying it. And, and the other thing about it was there was, you know, there was people there from different walks of life. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I was into... At that time, I was I was like a break dancer, and I was into me hip hop and yeah. rap and stuff yeah. like that. But then I'd bump into people and I'd meet people. I became friends who were into Morrissey and stuff yeah. like that, which wasn't really my cup of tea at the time. Yeah. But but you know, it, you got to meet them people, and you got to meet posh kids and kids yeah. from the same backgrounds as me, and kids from different backgrounds. It's amazing any opportunity that you can find to be put outside of your 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 own tiny little area, your own familiarity and your own street essentially it can be of at course, points it's yeah. literally to get to step out of that and go right there are other people and s- some of them you're gonna think are dickheads yeah and some of them you're gonna some think of them wow sounds, this, yeah. yeah and some of them are amazing it's that it's yeah it's an amazing thing to get that that crossover and to and to be able to to learn from new people and learn yeah completely and it was you know and and i suppose that's the kind of thing that you you know then you you go into that into your, into your older life with with that moulding of knowing that you, you know you, you don't you don't judge neither you don't judge yeah. anyone but you don't judge a book by its cover so to speak and it's yeah. a cliche but you don't you just kind of have that you, you're more open minded yeah which was great and you know it's a lot of me mates used to be like oh, what are you doing that fairy acting for dancing yeah. around stage yeah only queers do that yeah but then they'd come and watch a play uh, I did a play called Our Day Out by Willie Russell and we did that at the playoffs yeah. and they'd come and watch the play and they, they were me two mates Lee and Jamie they, they were at you know it was the first kind of sign that when they saw me do it they were like wow this this is really good and, and yeah. you are you're really good yeah. at this aren't you that's wicked and that must have meant the world to you because uh, I always used to talk there's a, a spoken word artist 
from Birmingham called Polar Bear, who's fantastic. And he'd always say, whenever he's accepting a gig or whenever he's doing a show or whatever else, he'll always have a moment again, how would I feel if my, if my mates from back home walked in now? Yeah. And if it's, I'd feel embarrassed, he realised he's not doing the right thing. It's like, if they hear about it, I can understand if they hear about spoken word or poetry, they're going to take the piss. But him thinking, if they actually came in and saw it, how would they feel? And yeah, how would they react you know, to it? That's a positive thing. If he's going, no, I think they'd like it. And, and similarly, there, you must have had those nerves. But when they yeah. go, this is good, you're like, yeah, yeah, more. Told you. Yeah, I told, I told you, you this was all right. <laughs> I told you what was going on. More so. And, and you're completely spot on. More so than in the sense of me, mum, and dad, and my family. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because naturally, hopefully, you know, parents' job is to guide and support us yeah. in, in what we choose to yeah. do. But to have that acceptance from your mates as well. And especially when there's a queue of people outside when you come off the stage door and they were like, they were there waiting for me. Yeah. And, you know, people are saying, well done, and you, you'd get a lot of girls' phone numbers and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. So they were even more, wow, yeah, this is fucking brilliant. This is all right, This, yeah. this is all right. It wins everyone over. And as I said, it is, I, I kind of mentioned it earlier as well, but that thing of of seeing things that, that, that you wouldn't normally have considered yeah. a, a, an option, I think there are restrictions on on people gr- growing up, I'm not saying anyone can do anything, but I think it's too easy to write things off, and yeah. more people should look at that and go, right, why can't I be an actor? Yeah, and then actually go through it and go, well, that's actually achievable, and I can get over that, and there's a way around that. If if there's something that like, if it's why can't I be an astronaut? It's like, well, well, maybe you can't. Maybe you've not maybe. got the the backing or the funds or the you know the the. Yeah. the the, the right means but to it, do and that it's but it's having them opportunities yeah. do you know what I mean it's having them opportunities I mean where I came from as well where I grew up there was a massive kind of social magnet for my age which was which was the boys club yeah. the youth centre yeah. you know one of them still goes one of them got shunt, shut down but the centre 63 it was the hub of our existence you know yeah. what I mean that's where we used to go to play five a side to meet girls to, to learn about yourself yeah. to, there was, it was just it was the massive it was the hub of the community yeah. and that was vital and that was very important and what you're saying is we did have them opportunities I had them opportunities because yeah. of the Everyman Youth Theatre yeah. You know, I went along, I asked if I could come along and you'd have to do like a little kind of, a little workshop and then you, you got taken on. Yeah. Um, and now, I'm, I now believe, uh, and I'm kind of involved with it a little bit, but I know that the Everyman's opened up again. Oh, wicked. It's collaborated with the Playhouse, so they got like a, a joint thing. Because I was going to say, and not to, to turn it all political, but they're the exact kind of things that of get course. cut and drop down. Yeah. You mentioned how social work and things like that are underrated, but things like youth clubs, because they're not, it's not something you can put on paper. The effect of it, yeah, it's 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 the it's the deep and actual personal effects that it can have on on kids growing up to give them this guidance. It's well, not if, a kind of well, how many this amount of people came take? and they did this. Yeah. It's like well, no, you don't know what could have been if they hadn't come and so on and so forth. So and it was a place like you say, you know, not not just a place for social meeting and stuff, but like that, but but for kids who. You know, maybe certain kids that didn't get the opportunity to talk to their mum and dad about certain things or whatever. Yeah. Whereas there, you felt you felt there was a trust, there yeah. was a sense of trust, and there was people that you could talk to about things. Yeah. Whereas today, you know, I mean, we live in this lovely, quiet little village and stuff, and and I look around and I see a lot of the kids, they have nothing to do. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And especially in in inner city areas as well, that whole kind of sense of community, which mm-hmm. I feel is very important. Yeah. And it, you know it helps. It helps us. It, it helps us with our moral values and, and find out, find our place and find how we can do be of service for others yeah. rather than just ourselves and how we can help the community and help the environment yeah, that we live in. Me. 
But the, when them ten, kind of things are taken away, it's, it's really difficult. And it's, it's really weird how they've been taken away because they've been, in my mind, they've been taken away by technology that should have aided them. Yeah, by yeah, texting and the internet and yeah. all that. It should have been a way that we, we can all have so much contact and everyone in the community can be that bit more interwoven and into it. But that's not happened. No. It's kind of everyone just goes online and looks at cat videos and stuff and kind of yeah. forgets about their local community. It's like, that's so weird. That sh- should have brought everyone tighter together, but it seems to have pushed... Pushed everyone apart. apart. Yeah, you've, you've hit the nail on the head there. I mean, I remember... You must have been the same. Remembering summer holidays, I was never in the house. Yeah, no, You know exactly. what I mean? From the age of 11 and that. Because like I say, I had a big family and, and lots of cousins and everything and, and loads, of, loads of different mates and stuff. So I was never in the house. I'd have my yeah. breakfast and then I'd be gone. Yeah. But it was a it's a it was a much safer environment as well yeah. in that respect. But today, you know, I mean, with with kids, they spend a lot of time on the phones and on their iPads and stuff, which is yeah. which is you're right, it's it's kind of it's it's the wrong way where it should have developed better yeah. than that. It should have been but, a positive thing, but it seems to have closed things off. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, and okay, you know, it, the world's at your fingertips, so yeah. to speak, but. But then it's not because you just spend all your fucking time in the house. It's not the real world at your fingertips. Yeah. It's, 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 a, it's, yeah, it's, it's looking out the window. I know yeah. that's such an obvious analogy, but it's, it's looking out the window at the whole world. Yeah, but it's not getting out. It's not putting your shoes on and getting out there, yeah. is it? You know yeah. what I mean? It's a different way. It's, it getting, is it's a different way of doing it. Getting muddy and getting, yeah, getting dirty. Muddy and getting muddy and getting dirty and getting stuck in. Um, so, so what was the development then from, from, from doing some plays and things like that? How did you then kind of move into into TV and film? Was there a, a slow process of being a job in actor? That's kind of the, the um, thing that it is. It's And well, a scary process as well, because it's one that at times I think there is that fear of, is this a career? Yeah. Am I delaying the career I'm going to end up doing by doing this? You know, Completely. that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, it was a sense of, because I, I started off, like I say, I started off doing plays and then uh, people used to come to Everyman. Mm. And they'd have like auditions for things. Uh, there was a series on the telly called Children's Ward, mm-hmm. which um, I remember Children's Ward. Where I, I auditioned for that, and I got a part. And it was, you know, it was a nice little role. It was yeah. a little scally who, um, who well, I, I think I ruptured my spleen or something right. climbing over a, a school railing, trying to bunk out of school. Yeah, typecast, we may say, but you know, it was, it was, it was good. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I really enjoyed it, and that was that was the first kind of TV I'd done. Yeah, but then there was also. Because in the area where I lived, Kirby, there was a lot of there was lots of people that had worked in in, in film and television. You had like who was big at the time, Margie Clark. Yeah, she'd done um, Letter to Brezhnev, and yeah. her, her, her brother as well, Frank Clark. He he lived in Kirby, and he you know shown that films could be made, and Angela Clark, and then Frank knew that I was doing because they were kind of like a close group with, of friends of my mum and dad's as well, and Frank knew that I was going to the Everyman and stuff like that and asked me did I want to do a little audition for his film called Blonde Fist which oh, was right. a little film set in Liverpool Yeah, and I auditioned for that and I got a little part in it and it was it was great because it was like the areas where I knocked about as as a kid up yeah. the top of the roughy shops and that we would I remember a scene where we were walking up the top of the roughy shops and it was just what I did every day Yeah, but to be walking up the top of the roughy shops and my nickname was Dutchy and with a camera crew there in front, as I'm walking down the street with Maggie Clark, and there's loads of kids around, and everyone's yeah. like, "It's touchy, it's touchy, look, it's touchy." Yeah. And we were walking up the street, and it was, it was, it was a strange little experience, but because it felt great, yeah. But it was good because it was in my own environment, if you know yeah. what I mean. So it yeah. wasn't completely. I mean, that must have been, and it's, it, it 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 tells of a really good kind of introduction into it all because having that core 
are learning your craft on stage, yeah. live in front of a crowd, and then that introduction into film b- b- being essentially probably seeming easier than that because you're just playing yourself yeah. essentially. So you've yeah. got that. You, I, I had um, I had Andrew Shimon, and and again, all of the and we'll get onto this is England and that later. But a lot of those guys that Shane seems to bring through, it's kind of they get their first break kind of playing themselves yeah. and then it's having to learn right i'm now a successful actor now i need to learn how to act coming which exactly. can be daunting i'm sure and i spoke to, to paddy constantine about the same he kind of he got five or six acting gigs in and then went i need to have some acting lessons yeah. I've, I've, I've realized I'm, I'm great at what you know what i've done so far has come so naturally but i didn't have the craft the tools in me beforehand so it must have been great to have those tools kind of drilled in from an early age yeah. and then have that introduction to film that it would seem like, oh, they've found this 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 raw talent off the streets. Like, yeah, no, it's this just... raw talent that's been on stage for, <laughs> yeah, for several years now. Exactly. Yeah. No, you're spot on. I've never thought about it like that. You're spot on there. Yeah, it was like... Because what was great about that was... I'm dyslexic as well, so there was always right. that kind of nervousness and embarrassment of reading out aloud yeah. in front of yeah, people. Yeah, sure. Do you know what I mean? But it, for me, it was... It was that kind of place where I could where I could go and I did learn me me craft. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and then also at the same time, when I was getting a bit older, I, I went and did um, I did a BTEC national diploma in performing arts. Do you know, wow. what I mean? yeah, which yeah, was yeah. which was great. I loved that. I really did enjoy doing that. There was dance involved and there was stuff like that and there <laughs> was music, bits of music and yeah. like uh, front of house things and stuff yeah. like that. But it you, you got a general kind of feel for the whole shape of it you know, and that's a great thing to get a better understanding really. of how it all works yeah. and everything that's involved so you're seeing you're not just going well the person at the front is the, is the star yeah i, I want to be that guy it's yeah. learning how all of it works so you can you know get a grounding in all that yeah. i guess yeah and, yeah you're spot on get grounded and it was all that kind of you know it's the realization of everything's a piece of a jigsaw when yeah. it comes together and yeah. that, that was so much fun now and i think Things like that can be great because you realise at points that you're not in front of the camera because you're better than anyone else. At points, you're in front of the camera because I couldn't do what that cameraman does. That's not, beyond no. me. Kind of but again, I think if, if you've never l- learned any of that, you could stand there thinking, I'm the fucking star. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm, I'm Billy me. Big Bollocks. Yeah, watch me in. I exactly. Go. Whereas, as I said, yeah. if you've had that ground, you can go, wow, I'm doing this because... If they asked me to do that, I'd be fucked. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah of course, it's yeah, and, and it's and you're, you're spot on, and it's it's that appreciation of of people that do their jobs and mm. and the talent and the skill that they have for their jobs, and a lot of them, especially in like costume thing, when I, you know, when you when because I, I fold me costume up and stuff like yeah. that, and the the older the older ladies in costume go, oh, theatre trained, <laughs> and it's, it's kind of a nice, I get a That's nice amazing. little, bu- well, I get a yeah, nice little that. buzz out of it yeah. because because the right, you know, in in that in that in that context, when you're doing a play, yeah. And you're doing a play with, you know, you're doing a device piece, a device piece as a, as a youth theatre or whatever, or or a play. You you look after your bits, you know what I mean. Yeah. So so you do fold your clothes up and you do appreciate and you do respect. Them. I love it. So when you do that in a when you do that in your in your changing room in your Winnebago and that, yeah, you, you do get that kind of. It's it, it it sounds strange, but it's a nice little sense no, of appreciation. No, I completely understand. On 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 the first acting a gig I got last year, it stunned me when I was getting out of costume and they say. Do you want someone to come and, and hang stuff up for you now? I was like, I'm 34. Like, I'm, I'm good with hanging my clothes up. I can <laughs> yeah. I can deal with that. It's, it's a lot out there. I yeah. don't do that. And that bit. was the, kind of the shock. And it's that weird thing of 
again, an advantage in ways, and there's disadvantages as well, but an advantage of coming into it fresh in that manner yeah. is like, what? Why would you even question that? Like, well, that, that, that wouldn't even cross but, my mind. But that but. also says a lot about you, you know what I mean? In that respect, <laughs> of you, you, you just, hopefully we've, we've been brought up in a nice yeah. way, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so we yeah. do have respect for other yeah. people. Yeah. And that's, and that's the key for it to me. That's the key to it for me. Especially, yeah. especially within this business, there's, you know, there's, there's, there's not a, they're not as huge as what they were when I first started off. I remember there was quite a few nasty, massive, egotistical people yeah. out there. But but now it seems to be, you know, it, I mean, it's still there in certain ways, but it, it's much more it's about, you know, I, I feel that like you should treat every single person the same from the young lad or the young girl that asks you, do you want a cup of tea? Yeah. To the exec producer that's, a, I don't know, Fox or the BBC or, 100%. or Universal. To me, they're all the same. The- the hanging up of my costume is my is my favourite part of the day because it's that moment of going, thinking over what's happened. Going, oh, yeah. this has been mental. This is you know yeah. you know it's before it's over and you're back you're back home, you're or back, back on the train ups, or wherever yeah. else. It's that moment again, just thinking over what yeah. scenes you've done, what how that's actually going to translate because it's a, a world of difference from when you're stood there and going through it and concentrating that, to then stepping away and going, actually that's that's a film or that's a TV yeah. show. So yeah, yeah, that's a good. Good part of the day for me. So it was. It it seemed to be Snatch in two thousand that was the one that really propelled you and a load of people at that point into yeah. into the mainstream and into the public eye. So so how was that? Like how did that that come about? And how was the experience of it? Well, I know it's. It, I know some people have got this kind of story of how that came about slightly wrong. But um, right. But I I went to Rose Bruford. Right. In Kent and in in Sidcup, and also there was a, a, a base at Newcross. Yeah, um, and that's where I met Hannah. That's yeah. where I met my lovely missus. That was yeah, that was twenty two years ago. Wow. wow. Yeah. Yeah. But that's um, I went there, and I went there. I got accepted the year before, uh, but I, I felt I wasn't quite ready to go. Do you know right. what I mean? And I got I got accepted to a few other places, and no disrespect to them to them institutions or in places i just felt they weren't right for me right uh you know and it, as well i got offered a scholarship at one or two of them and but this place i, I could get a grant back in the days when grants existed yeah yeah, yeah. you know what i mean as we said we're not going to get political yeah, yeah. But, but back in the days yeah. when, when grants when did exist were supported in that manner yeah yeah, yeah when, a, when a kid from you know who didn't have enough money could be helped to go and do what they wanted to do yeah so i went there because i could get a grant and stuff and then um, and I loved it. It was, you know, it was really, it was a great place. And I, I, without sounding too, you know, without sounding like I knew it all, but a lot of the stuff that I, I was learning there, I'd, I'd learned, because let's not forget, you know, I've been doing plays since I was like 14 years yeah. of age. So, yeah. so that's a good seven years, six, seven years that I'd there it's under my belt. a great grounding in it all. Yeah. yeah. And it was one of them things. And I, and I realised, and I know how lucky I am that I found what I wanted to do with the rest of my life at such yeah. an early age. Yeah. Um, and I know, you know, I used to love sitting there watching films with me dad. We used to watch all kind of art house films and, yeah. you know, foreign films and stuff. Yeah. And, and I really kind of studied the craft in that respect. And I'd watch a yeah. lot of plays with me dad and he'd take me to galleries and stuff like that. And I'd, so I was getting this kind of grounding for it. And it's a completely different story. But I got expelled from there anyway right. after my first year. <laughs> Right. I'll, tell, I'll tell you that one. Maybe just me and you. Yeah. <laughs> when, when we're not on microphone. All right. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I got expelled from there. And, um, uh, and I was a bit lost with what to do with myself for a bit. I'd done, I'd done a few bits and bobs and that before, like I said, and I'd worked with the National Youth Theatre, the National Youth Music Theatre and stuff. So I was kind of lost a little bit. 
and my mate, another one of my mates got expelled as well. Yeah. So this kind of thing came about where yeah, I was still living in London. I hadn't told me Martin's out. I was, you know, right. I didn't want to break that ass. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. That I'd been expelled. You're secretly expelled at this point. Yeah. So I was blagging it on the phone, you know, oh yeah, it's going great. We did some great stuff today. Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. And then me mate, we were just there and me, this thing we used to get between us, but, but some, he, paid for it this particular time that's how it came about it was called um, PCR I think it was called right and it was like a list of jobs and auditions yeah. that are coming up acting wise yeah, yeah, yeah. you know for people that didn't have an agent and stuff yeah um, and he, he said to me look do you fancy coming along to this this audition for this um, for this part called Heart this this thing I'm going to go for it's a short film it's called Hard Case right and I was just dossing about in the house anyway do you know yeah. what I mean so I went yeah go ahead why not yeah so I had a little jolly up into London, do you yeah. know what I mean? Probably bunked the train, I fucking remember yeah. properly. <laughs> yeah. um, and then went along with him to this audition and, and I was sat there and he goes in the room and I'm sat there and the girl went to me, do you want a cup of tea? I said, yes, please. Sat there having a cup of tea. It was about 22 or something like that maybe. And then he came out the room and then Guy Ritchie came out the room after him and said, do you, are you coming in? I went, um, no, I've just come with my mate. He went, are you an actor? I went, uh, yeah. He went, Come on then. So I went, I went, oh, okay. Yeah. Went in, we had a little chat. He said, right, read that for me. And I went, oh, I went, oh I'm dyslexic. If I go out now five minutes or that. He went, oh, no, he went, I'm dyslexic as well. I went, oh, okay. He went, no, he went, let's just scrap it. Let's improvise it. So we did this little improvisation. Wicked. And then he went to me, um, he went, right, you've got a job. You start Monday. It's only one day. One day's film. You start Monday. And I went, what am I going to tell my mate? Yeah, I was going to say, how, how, how I'll, just, I'll yeah. drop this to my mate. He went, well, it's not my problem. I'll see you Monday. <laughs> so, so, so I was like, yes. I was like, oh, shit. I went outside and I said, and Giles went, how did that go? What were you doing? He was very northern. And I went, um, <laughs> yeah, he did. He said, how'd it go for you? <laughs> yeah. just, just, let's, let's get that over first. <laughs> he went, he went so I went, um, they've, they've asked me to do it. And he went, hey? I went, yeah, they've asked me to, to do the party. He went, Oh fucking! That was my audition. Yeah. I went. I know. I know I'm, I'm really sorry. I don't. He went. Yeah. Oh, fucking great! Though, isn't it? Fucking great. <laughs> so anyway, that came up, and then and then I was doing a few bits and bobs and that, and then we, me and Anna, we lived in Beckenham at the time. Yeah. Uh, and he'd done he'd done uh, Lockstock. Yeah. And I was with an agent at the time, and I asked her if she could get me an audition to meet him. Yeah. And she said, she said, well, not really, because he's only seeing people from London. And I went, yeah, but I've worked with him before. And she went, no, you haven't. I was like, no, I have. I've worked with him before, honestly. Yeah. I've worked with him before. And I played a Courtney, please, if you can get me in. So she tried and she said, no, she couldn't get me in. Um, and then literally, the night, the night before, or two nights before, I was chatting with Anna and Anna went, just, just go down. So I got a pitch and she was going, just go down, just take the envelopes, just find out where they're doing an audition. Just go down, knock and just say, yeah, do you remember me? Have a look at that. I'd like to have an audition. So I was ready to do that. And um, me and, I've got a few mutual friends, the same as Jason Statham, yeah. uh, Leon and Ash. And I was telling Ash and Ash, was like, oh, I'll find out where it is for you. So then what happened was, she literally, she phoned me two days after that and said, oh, I've got you an audition. Yeah. And I went, how come? I thought you said you couldn't get me none. Apparently, a guy was watching something that I'd done, but he was watching for someone else, another actor. I won't say no names, not, yeah. you know, these kind of things. Yeah. He was watching it for another actor who he'd obviously been working with yeah, and thought yeah, yeah. maybe this kid was right yeah. for the part. And I popped up playing a scouse builder and I got my ass out and all that and was yeah. having a laugh. And, yeah, and, yeah. It, and, it, 
And he said, oh, I'll, oh, I've worked with him. Get him in. So then... Amazing. Again, he's looking at someone else. Yeah, he's you looking at someone else and I've just gone, your way in, Yeah, hello. just hello. Well, look, remember this. And, um, <laughs> and so, so, um, so I phoned, I phoned Ashley and told him and Ashley gave my number to Jason and Jason phoned me. And I was like, all right. And he went, yeah, he went, no, you know, he saw this thing. He thinks you're really good and all that. He went, but after, he's after a con, he's after London, lads. I went, yeah, I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he went, well, look, just come in and enjoy yourself and that. He said, you know, we'll have a little go and we'll see what happens. I went, yeah. okay. So I went in and I went in and pretended to be Cockney straight off the bat, didn't I? Yeah. I was like, oh, all right, mate, yeah, how you doing? Yeah, oh, murder there on the tubes. You know, yeah. I mean, it took me a bit of time. Sat down, he went, he went, you're not a Cockney. I went, uh, he went, you were scarce, And I went, yeah, I am, yeah, Fred, he just wants a Cockney. I'm literally, we spent like, we spent... <laughs> We spent an afternoon just going over stuff, reading through the script and that, and he'd give me plenty of time to look at it and reading, yeah. through, reading through stuff and just improvising me and Jason. And then literally by the end of the day, he said, all right, I'll let you know. And then I went home and then Jason phoned me up and said, I think you might have, Dad. He said, you know, I'm not yeah. saying pop the champagne and all, yeah. keep it on ice, you might have it. And then two days later, they, they phoned me up and said, would I like to do it? Amazing. I've been off at the part. And again, it's because Guy... Is the, is the first person I worked with so yeah. on, on on the film that we're doing some more bits of in the next week or so actually, but just seeing exactly that, just even even now when it's these huge films and getting bigger and bigger, just that relaxedness and that kind of yeah. Oh, I don't know if I'm feeling this. Let's let's, let's play about with it a bit. Yeah. And again, I remember on my first day on set when I had some dialogue, just blown away by the fact there's. Three or four cameras. There's a crane. There's a guy on a boat with a camera. There's a, there's a, a lad over there up a fucking tree with a camera. <laughs> and guys just like, oh, yeah. Let's. Oh, what do you reckon your character would say? And it's like, all right. And just just kind of jumped in with it and, yeah. and went with it. But thinking in the back of my head, I wasn't expecting this. This is mental. That yeah. there's all this going on and there's that casualness of. Let's play about it for a bit. Yeah, because and what I what I loved about working with Guy, what I really loved about working with Guy is what you've just said. It's the freedom. It's the freedom yeah. to create and make sure that it's you know because I mean there's there's an element of of Guy's films that they're slightly heightened. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a heightened element to them which I love, which is kind of what we were saying before about different types of acting and things yeah. like that. And I really love that kind of potential to play yeah. and, and for it to be. True, but but have this sense. But of that's it as well. It's, it, it's, the, it's the potential to play and not the reliance on playing. Because the yeah. fact is, in this in this moment, we did twenty minutes of messing about and had this whole new dialogue, and then kind of went. It's got a bit. It's got a bit silly, isn't it? Yeah, and went back essentially to what was the original. It's with a few slight changes, but it was that allowance but, to go. We could go down this road, then go down that road and go. It's not serious enough. Like, we've all got a bit... Yeah, everyone's got a bit, yeah. ooh, let's tell another joke and let's slam one in there. Exactly that. And he was with Neil Maskell and loads of other yeah, people who are great at kind of top, lad. having a bit amazing. of He was amazing at improvising yeah. as well. Exactly. So it was, it was one of them that we kind of went down this whole road and then went, nah. 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 <laughs> but it's, but it's a, having a director that gives you that freedom that. Yeah. and is open, like you say, to, to, to making something blossom yeah. and, to, and to create something. And, if, and to not be afraid to go to the extreme and think, oh, well, hang on, wait there, this isn't working, let's yeah. take it back. But within that taking it back to what the initial scene was, you still have that that creativity, what you've all just been through, yeah. in the essence of that particular small scene yeah. now. So all it's that work pays off, yeah. you know what I mean? The characters have just gone through a little journey just yeah. before you start rolling, which they may not have encaptured or got across in before, the first time. Which yeah. is the difference between plays and, and, and in some senses... 
in that in that sense television or film do you know yeah. what I mean because with a play if, we, if it was a play we were doing we'd sit and we'd just smash the scene it to bits we'd yeah. rip it to bits we'd tear it apart sometimes overly uh, in some cases where it, it becomes too intellectualised and yeah. you know you have you have wants and means for every single line that you're saying yeah. whereas in normal life you know people would look at it there's a want and a mean within a, any conversation there's a want from yeah. one person's aspect of it but but it's having the freedom to play with that, but to take it to that level and then bring it back down, it yeah. still has all that essence inside it, yeah. now in this yeah. tiny scene, yeah. which is very much the way Shane works as well in that respect. But that's why I, I, lo- I really did enjoy working with Guy because of, I, I don't think I, I, yeah, to be honest, I've never had as much fun on a set as yeah. I did on Snatch. Yeah. Now, I don't know if it was because it was my first big film, yeah. which is a huge possibility. It's going to make a difference as well, isn't it? But it was also it? because of the way Guy works, yeah. you know what I mean? It's the way he works, and it's that sense of freedom and that sense of fun. Completely understand And nothing, is, nothing becomes too... Nothing becomes too too hard, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. like, I remember there's a scene in it, which which a lot of people have commented very nicely on, there's a scene in it where we go to the gypsy fight, and it's, it's the, there's one take uh, where... Gorgeous George gets beat, beaten up by the yeah. gypsies and, and I'm stood there on me Jack Jones just thinking, yeah. oh, what's going to happen here? And there's a lovely panning moment on the camera where it comes in, it's, uh, you know, it comes in on me face and, and he, in the end he played, um, he played Golden Brown over it. Yeah. Now that was the end of the day. That right. Was, he went, he went, right, are you ready for that? And I've been, now in my head, I've been really worrying about this scene all day. Yeah. To, well, not, not overly worrying because I've been playing the day. Yeah. But at the back of my mind, I've, I've got this like, oh, okay, it's a big scene now, isn't it? a big scene. Making it out to be a big scene. Yeah. And, and right we, at the end as well. Right, yeah, you know right at the end of everything and I know what's happened and, you know, yeah. we've seen it out. But it, but it was great because it did play chrono- chronologically in that respect. Right. So okay. we did all the stuff and all the stunts and all the fighting and all the things. And then right at the end of the day, he just basically came up to me, he put his arm on me, shoulder, put his hand on my shoulder and he went, he went, right, are you ready for your scene? And I went, I went, I went yeah, yeah. And I think it's, it's like a good football manager, do you know what yeah. I mean? He just looked me right in the eyes and he went, he went, okay, yeah, you are, aren't you? I went, I went, yeah. He went, right, you got one take. And then walked away. <laughs> and it, you know, and, and I, I kind of went, oh, fuck, one take. And then I went, but he just said, I'm ready. Yeah, no, I, okay, one, all right, yeah, one shot. Let's get ourselves into the mindset. And I walked away for a little bit and thought about, you know, because it, it's, it's kind of a fun film. It's not, it doesn't yeah. take itself seriously. It's, yeah. It's kind of like it's satirical in a way, and it's you know it's funny. It's got comedy elements to it yeah. and stuff like that. And it's it's um, and for me, I kind of I had this one moment to kind of go, oh okay, let me show the severity of violence in in a true sense. Yeah, let me show how how horrific violence can be. Do you know what yeah. I mean? The, the actual impact of, of I mean, we're treating it in a certain way with this film, but but for a young for a young lad to watch a man being beaten up and then. Yeah. You know, there's things that have happened in my life which I which I reflected on and which I looked at. But I took myself again. You know, I wouldn't have thought about it. It's a very very clever interviewer. But it's <laughs> but it's that kind of background and the tools yeah. I had in my in my bag yeah. of of being of doing this this craft since I was a kid to go on away and put myself into in a little a little emotional recall sense and thinking about incidents that I'd seen and, and thinking about things that had happened yeah. to me and things that had impacted my life in that sense. And I, you know, I'm. I'd seen the impact of violence and how brutal it can be. And just that one little moment, I just kind of put myself into that headspace. And then I went in and I got ready and the camera just got, went in and he went and he just went action. And and I just thought about them things. But but then in the sense of being the character, yeah, did it. And then after it had finished, I just went, oh. And he just came right over me, 
to me, give me a big, massive cuddle. And he went, went brilliant day, lovely day's work, right? See you in the morning. And then it was that sense of what you said earlier on, which I thought was lovely. I went into the changing room and I'm taking my clobber off and I'm like, well, yeah, I think, fucking hell, yeah. I'm still kind of in that headspace right? a little bit, you know what I mean? Because yeah. if you play anything truthfully, it does stay with you for a little bit. Yeah. And you use your own real emotions and your own, your own experiences in life as much as you can yeah. for any kind of character. And then it just kind of, I just went, oh, yeah, I think, yeah, wow. And then when, I'll never forget it, because then when we, were, we had the screening of the film and we had the premiere, yeah. he came right over to me and he, he went in, he went, it's a lovely moment there with you in the gypsy thing, that's, that's, that's proper acting there. Yeah. And to hear that from Amazing. Guy, yeah, of course. you know, I'm only, I'm only five foot six, but I felt about 17 foot yeah. tall, do you know yeah. what I mean? It, it was a lovely experience. And that's, that's to me, that's, that's the talent of Guy yeah. as a director. He, do, he never lets the stress of, he never lets any of the outside influences affect any of his actors. Yeah, that's again, always, yeah, completely that. that ship really nicely. He'll have that I mean. calmness that brings everyone else yeah. into that same place. So what was a life like after Snatch as such? Because that must have been, again, particularly having those scenes like that, that you kind of feel, wow, this is, this is proper now. You know, yeah. I'm doing this. And then it did, it, 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 it seemed to lead on to... to to yeah. so much more yeah, so how things, was that things, w- was it a pick and choose type thing then or was no, it no, not a, like no, right we need no, to keep hustling no it was still a kick bollocks scramble massively yeah. do you know what I mean yeah. it really was to the sense of I mean I think after that what happened was uh, which I changed the agent right which was a big thing do you know yeah. what I mean for me to, to go with Jane who's my agent now I've yeah. been with for all them years to change agents was, was a big thing yeah of course because it, it, it then gave me the opportunity to to have the potential to at least knock at some doors, you know what I mean? And yeah. have them opened yeah. rather than than being with, with the agents I was with. No disrespect yeah. to that agent I was with before, but but that agent couldn't even give me that, couldn't get me into that door, do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Whereas now at least I could get in the door. And that's it, it, it exactly that. It's, it's getting that consideration. It's getting that chance to go, look, give me a go. If I'm not right, I'm not right. And that is what it is. But it's getting to, to find that out rather yeah. than never know, like... If they had seen me, if I just, of you know course, I mean? all yeah, of that. The, all the what ifs of, of yeah. that respect, but but this was huge for me. So after that, I think a little bit after that, um, Band of Brothers came about, yeah, and that was you know for me that was massive. Even just going for an audition, I yeah, think, uh, almost every every actor my age and a bit older and younger in the country was going for that for yeah. a part in and that, about you know half I mean? of them ended up in it as well. There yeah, was, there was, it was yeah, exactly. still one of the biggest kind yeah. like you look through and go. Damn, he was in it. He yeah, was in it. He yeah was Tom in it. was in it. Do you Tom know what I mean? Yeah, Tom yeah. was in it. It was, it was a bit. It was a Mike, Michael Fassbender was in it. Yeah, it was a huge thing to be a part of. It was in the sense of I suppose it was like That's being crazy, being picked it? for a footy team. Do you know what yeah. I mean? You thought, oh wow, okay. Yeah, and my character, Rainy was was Rani was he was one of the, he was the only one that was still alive. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I spoke to him on the phone and everything. Oh, wow, and that oh, was mind blowing. That. Knocked the socks off me. That that was mind blowing. Yeah, I can and he, it was only a small role, but it was a very significant part to the whole story. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And that's that's another one of them things where I kind of learnt is because I know Stanislavski says it, and that's where I've got it from. That kind of there's no small roles. There's yeah. only small actors. So right. to me, yeah, it's wicked. to me, it's always be you know you you're part of telling a story. Yeah. And it's only, I suppose, in a sense, it's only your ego that goes, oh, well, I haven't got much to do, in it? Yeah. But it's what you make of it. And that must I mean? have really drilled that home, speaking to the guy and realising that, yeah. right, this this might be a small character in this whole film or whatever, but 
in this guy's like just look at this guy's life this is huge this is the defining moment this This, is yeah this is huge for him this is this is huge for this man and and then it's it's that it's it's the respect that i have and the duty yeah if i'm honest it's a duty for me to portray him yeah the best i can i can portray him and 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 kind of more pressure and more of that on there than if it was a character that you couldn't have met or couldn't have spoken to because again it's easy in that instance to then it's it's a it's a it's a name on paper. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. You're still going to try and get into it as much as you can, but to actually speak to the guy that, again, that must make all the difference to to go right. No, this is yeah, as you yeah. said, that that duty and that yeah, that's that yeah, that duty and yeah, and then, and then to play it with it with complete honour and yeah, and yeah, it was it was an amazing experience. And then from that, little things came about and. And it, you know, there was times when it was when it was a slog as well. Yeah. When it was really hard work, because me and Anna lived in a, a nice little flat in Beckenham at the time. Yeah. Uh, and then things went a little bit quiet for a bit, and then I managed to get, and then I got Gangs of New York. Yeah. And again, it's kind of just a, a looking at band b- band of brothers as a as a hit list of of legends involved. Yeah. Gangs of New York rivals anything as well with everyone involved yeah yeah on every side of it there was huge names and huge yeah and huge actors and huge actors huge production and yeah. you know one of one of my favorite directors of all time yeah. but that came about as well i am um, i put myself on tape yeah i met um ellen lewis who's marty's number one casting director right. i met her in london with another woman and i put myself on tape yeah, and it was kind of little Irish, little Irish accent they were looking for, and a little, again, you know, kind of <laughs> a scally. <laughs> but yeah. it was, but it was a great little, it was a great little part, and it was, you know, and I thought, wow, that's fantastic. But we we didn't hear nothing for about five, six weeks, I think. Right. So during this time, I've still got to, you know, we still got to eat, yeah. still got to rain across yeah, and stuff, and and um, and I went for this. I was I, on the t- on the day I got told I got the part. I was going for this audition in London for this thing that I didn't particularly want to do. Right. Uh, it wasn't particularly good yeah. in many... It was awful, basically. But, but, it's work, but it was it? work, it's the you weird know what I mean? It's thing of a jobbing actor in that yeah. way of, and of, I'm always, of and I've, you have to do Yeah, stuff. you're spot on, Pip. And I've always been one of these ones where... Do you know what I mean? If you're a painter and if you're a painter and decorator and someone goes to you, do you a favour? Um, not do you a favour, someone goes, look, this house needs doing. You don't turn up to that house and go, oh, do you know what? It's a bit little fucker. I can't be yeah. asked. I'm gonna, oh, no, do you know what? Yeah. I'll wait. Or it's not and good I, enough. I don't like that colour. Yeah, it's not good enough. Like, well, yeah. Well, yeah, I don't do think the house job, is mate. nice enough to paint. Yeah. And I, there's a few actors like that and it, and it has, it has, it's always riled me in a, yeah. in a sense where I've, mates have gone, no, oh, you know, I don't really want to do that because I, and I've thought, well, what the fuck? What are you doing? You're sitting in your yeah. fucking house, you're twiddling your thumbs. Yeah. But you're waiting and waiting and waiting. Whereas you've got this opportunity, go and go and, and do involved. it. Yeah. If anything, go and learn more about your craft. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Which, which that. Always, I couldn't agree more. One of these jobs came up, and I was like, oh my god, it was. It would have been soul destroying to do. Yeah. But I had to go and earn a pound note. You know yeah. what I mean? And put some bread on the table. But um, fortunately, when the day I'm going for this audition, I was in London, and I stopped off to have a little cup of tea in in Seoul, a little bit of cake. And um, and I got the phone call, and he said, "You've got the part. Uh, you fly to Italy in three days. You, you've, you know, Martin Scott says he wants to meet you. You're gonna go over there for a costume fitting." And I was just overjoyed, overjoyed. And it's, it seems to always be almost that short notice on things yeah. as well. And in many ways, the bigger the film, the shorter the notice. That they'll be like, "You're flying tomorrow." You, yeah. you, it's like, "All right, okay, yeah, sweet, okay, yeah." 
that's that's that nomad existence of an actor. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You just have to be able to be yeah. prepared to go wherever you've got to go. Yeah, yeah. But it is it's that sense of right. You're in there. Do you want to see you tomorrow? Or you've got three days, and you're like, okay, yeah, great. But that was amazing. That was fantastic. That yeah. Really and how was that? Just experience. being again, uh, as you said, Scorsese is 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 enough on his own yeah. to be like, wow, yeah. there's something. But then. Daniel Day-Lewis and everyone else in there yeah Jim Broadbent you know what I mean Gary Lewis Brendan Gleeson yeah Cameron Diaz there was just Eddie Marsden there was just so many great people yeah Eddie of course Gary Lewis as well do you know what I mean there was just so many great people on that and and it was a hell of a production yeah a hell of a production Uh, it was was huge and we ended up me and Anna we give our little flat up in Beckenham and we ended up living in we lived in Rome oh wow for eight months yeah. In total. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And there's no, other, there's no other job in the world where I'd get to have that freedom and get to do something like yeah. that and get to experience life of living in Rome for that amount of well, time. Well, again, potentially where you'd be willing to roll that dice in that yeah. way as well, yeah. if you know what I mean. It's, it's not something that would often come up that you go, no, this is this has to be embraced. Yeah. This isn't a kind of a do we, don't we. This is a, this that's is a, happening on, then. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, obviously there's... We can't go through every of every course, film. No, that, no, but, um, yeah, of course. But I want to just fast forward four years or so to this is England because that must have been an amazing one because that was suddenly it wasn't you as the scally in a story below yeah. DiCaprio and Daniel Taylor. You know, in all yeah. these, it was yeah. it was very much. Although again, it was a massive ensemble piece. Of course, it was yeah. very much you. You your character was definitely at the forefront and and was a huge undertaking. Yeah, how was that? How was the experience of that? And also, I've, it's kind of interesting. It's, it, it's something that we talked about on on one of our first days on set. The interesting is that you were playing a really harsh character and obviously a racist character, but you're mixed race. You know, yeah. you've, you've, you've you've got. I think you've, your granddad. You said my granddad is, was yeah, from Jamaica. Yeah, from Jamaica. So my nana was from Sweden. So. so a really weird kind of situation there of this amazing role. In a way, I guess you could draw even more inspiration and yeah. understanding of it because yeah completely yeah, being of, in the middle of, of that being... yeah because of what i what i what i'd gone through and what i'd lived yeah and for me if i'm if i'm really honest for me this is england was where i uh, to me everything i'd done before then was I'd, i was learning my apprenticeship in a way yeah. do you know what i mean I was, yeah i was learning about the craft and then if i'm honest for me that was that was where i i, I got to that was where I realised as well in many respects where I went, okay, yeah, this is, this is what it's actually about. Yeah. This is, this is how you do it. This is no, I'm not saying it. I know how to do it. I'm just saying this, this, this is, it felt right. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It felt all that, all that learning I'd done in the past and all them, all them books I'd read and all the, all the, all the things I'd done had led to that one point. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It feels perfect. I'm sounding wanky like. Do you know no, what I no, mean? no. If It makes perfect sense and it feels perfect in a way that the first big film role break was with Guy, who's someone who's got that openness to yeah. work, to improvise, that yeah. then it's building up to your first big at the forefront role is with Shane, who's someone, again, from everything I hear, is exactly like it's, that. Yeah. Is It's very much right. Here's, here's what we got on paper. Let's put that in a pile there and if we need it, We'll then we'll come to back it. to it. But if we don't, let's, let's then see how we get on here's where we are. So that must have been, again, that perfect, as you said, all coming together in that way. It makes yeah. perfect sense. Yeah, it was that, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it was that combination of everything. And with, again, that was another kind of, I read it, me, me brother came up to see me. He got on the train and he came up with a, magazine, a film magazine and said, Shane Meadows is doing a, 
a film about skinheads oh, in wow. the 80s. And I went, oh, wow. And I phoned my agent and said, you know, see if, see if you can get me in there. I'd really love to meet Shane. And, I, and ironically, about three days later, she phoned me back saying, he wants to meet you. Wow. Um, he doesn't live that far from me. He wants you to go and have a cup of coffee with him and sit down and chat. Perfect. And we did. Um, we had a little chat and stuff. And he said, come along to the workshop and we'll see how we go. Went along to the workshop and... Um, and that's where I met I met the rest of them. Uh, and we did some stuff, and it was a bit where, you know, it was like it was going on the racist elements of the character and the kind of because we still we were trying to find our feet with it and stuff. And I yeah. didn't know if the part was mine yet. You know yeah. what I mean? I had no idea. It was a yeah. workshop. It was going for an audition. And um, <clears throat> excuse me, we did. I did some stuff with Jimmy, and I said some harsh things, and you know, I really went for it. You know. Not in a sense of not in a sense of trying to show how good I can be to get the part. It, yeah. was, it wasn't that. It was more the sense of because I've been on the other side of yeah. it and I've, I've been through them experiences. I kind of you've got that to draw to to know how to get under the skin. Yeah, and, and not in a right. We're writing a script on paper. Here's the basics. I'm going to call you this. Yeah, and that's that. It's knowing that bit more that really. Uh, yeah, how real well to, to get, get under how the to skin. get a reaction. Do you yeah. know what I mean? How to get that reaction from. And we did, we did that and stuff, and and then I, you know, said goodbye to everyone. And then that night, I couldn't help it. I just, I came home and I said to Anna, because I hadn't told anyone that I was missing. Yeah. So one, I didn't think it was a big issue, but to, yeah. but to the other side of it, if I'm really honest, it was kind of like it was, it was no one else's business in that respect. But yeah, of course. But when I, but when I went with Shimmy in that way, yeah, again, it, it, I suppose it goes back to that sense of sense of duty. And I, and I, but I also, I also wanted him to know that that I didn't mean any of that. That yeah. was that was that not was, him. That was not. Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah, not yeah. in my psyche, you know what I yeah. mean? That wasn't in my my, yeah. my ground and in my yeah. upbringing. That wasn't them kind of things. Or in many ways, the reason it was there was for the opposite reason that it yeah. comes across. And you I know want what I mean? To, and it's kind of that, you know, I'm very proud. I'm, I'm yeah. extremely proud. I'm extremely proud to be mixed race, you know yeah. what I mean? I'm, I'm very proud to be black. I'm, I'm white. I, I, I don't see colour as any as an issue at all, me personally, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I'm just very strong in the sense of my identity of who I am. I'm a, yeah. I'm a thoroughbred mongrel, yeah. you know what I mean? That's yeah. how I see myself. Yeah. So, I, But I wanted him to know that... that that I had compassion for 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 him, yeah. In that in that respect, and um, and I had empathy for what he'd been through. Do you know what I mean? In, yeah. in that respect, that that had happened to him as a kid, whatever that happened to him, and I wanted him to know the same thing. So I phoned him up and just said, "Look, man, I just want to say one thing. I just want to say thanks for today. It was a brilliant day and all that, but I just want you to know that I'm mixed race." And there was that little bit of silence, and, yeah. I, and I thought, "Oh shit, fucking hell, what's going on over here?" And he went, do you know what? You know the way he does with his yeah. big smiley yeah. cheeks. Yeah. 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 Obviously, I couldn't see him, but you can hear it yeah. in his voice. Can he? he went, I, do- I knew there was something, you know. I just <laughs> I just knew there was something there. Because you know? I, I could tell, I could feel it, I could feel it, but I wasn't sure. That's my little shimmy impression. Brilliant. And, Brilliant. He, and then that just put me really at ease. And I went, I went yeah. but do us a favour. He went, what, what, what? I went, don't say nothing to Shane. You know, I don't want it to to affect yeah. the possibilities of me not getting the part because yeah. originally the it's way wicked, I, it's the same as turning up as a cockney for guy exactly the same do you know thing what i mean going, it no, really I'm, is i don't want him to confuse to the confuse character, the character yeah. with yeah and it really it really is you're spot on there and there was that sense of because I, I was in my mind it, it was kind of a made in britain character he was looking yeah. at you know what i mean tim roth it yeah was, yeah, it was, yeah it was that kind of yeah pinnacle and an iconic character that to me that's what he was looking for and it, and he must have misheard me or something because he went yeah 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 he's here right now yeah <laughs> and i was like 
No, shit, Jim, no. Jim, <laughs> hey up, Stevie. How are you? I was like, oh, all right, Shane. What's going on, brother? How are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, um, yeah. I just wanted to say nice one for that today. Shane, oh, yeah, yeah. And what, what, what was you telling what, what did you want to say? I went, um, I'm mixed race. He went, he went, oh, what, really? I went, yeah. I went, you know, I'll make it, I explain this story. And he's gone. And then, don't forget, I don't know I've got the part yet. Yeah, do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's gone, oh, okay. And I'm thinking, oh, you <laughs> fucking dickhead. Why don't you just not say a word? Why don't you just leave it? Yeah. And then just get the part, hopefully. And then, go, you know, eventually when you're on set, maybe go, oh, yeah, by the way. By the way. By the way, my granddaddy had black. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But I didn't. I, I didn't. That. It went like that. And, and I love it, the shimness of that to be like, yeah, not a problem. Yeah, quick, no, quick. yeah, <laughs> yeah I and I'm like, no, shim, you haven't listened to what yeah. I'm saying again. You dickhead, what are you doing? <laughs> and then he took a moment, and then Shane just went, "That's really great." He went, "We can use that." Mm. And then I went, "I've oh, I got the part." And he went, "He went, yeah, yeah, yeah." He went, "Yeah, but but that's really interesting. Let's look at yeah. that." And then that's where we kind of went into it with the character. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? The yeah. fact that he was mixed race. Yeah, yeah. And then a lot of people say, and I, and I understand how it can be conceived as that, and it, and it, you know, and it does come across as that, that he was racist. But it, but what it was for him was it, he just felt like he was never, he never belonged. And his, yeah. in, in his respect, his dad just fucked off one day when he was about four years yeah. away. Do you know what I mean? Just left to go and get a bit of sugar. This was Shane. Shane yeah. said this had happened to one of his mates. Just, just said, right, I'm going to get a bit of sugar and then never fucking came back. Yeah. And that's what had happened to him, to my character. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, he was he was him and his two sisters and he tried to help out Rowney Austin and his mom, bless her, wasn't capable of looking after them all and he, and he ended up in, in care and stuff and then he was in that system. Yeah. But it was always the sense of like, and, and there's a bit in the film, you know, what makes a bad dad is it, what's a bad dad so for him it was that kind of he was more jealous and he and when he was in prison when he was in the stuff that we don't see off off screen when he was in prison and he got into Mein Kampf and all that and he followed that whole Nazi regime yeah. and stuff like that and that white power that NF, yeah. that NF way of looking at life it was because he was so angry at not just his dad but at him being black yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean yeah, yeah. he couldn't have that acceptance yeah, yeah. of being a being a mixed race man really yeah yeah and and in a way again it's 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 that weird thing of of, of being a, a mixed race man of being of having that black heritage but you know you'd have to tell someone yeah you'd have to let it like shim or, or milky in, in in that situation you'd have to say all oh, right um, you know you yeah, have to let them I'm know ex- and to, it's, to again, accepted, it's that weird thing of it? not being accepted in either in that yes, way of feeling yes. i'm not white but I'm they not don't, black they don't either. Think I'm black then. No, no, they like... don't. And I had, I had a bit of that. Well, yeah. I had quite a bit of that with my own cousins. Do you know yeah. what I mean? In certain ways. Yeah. In certain ways, because you had the cousins on my dad's side who, uh, who, were, who were black and mixed race, and one or two of them said some nasty little things yeah. to me as, yeah. as a kid. Do you know what I mean? Like you know, little kind of, well, you, you're not really black, are you? You're not, you're not yeah. like us. You're not one of us. And then one or two of my cousins on my mum's side said a couple of nasty little things as yeah. well. Do you know what I mean? In the sense of, uh, you know, you're not white, are you? Yeah. No, you look, you look a little, little bit like the colour of a monkey. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's no black in the Union Jack. All you niggas right. back, yeah. back, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was kind of, was, as a young lad, it was kind of, not, yeah, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, I'll be completely honest. It was kind of tricky for me to find my own feet. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And my own sense of identity of who I was and what I yeah. was about. Again, as as weird as it may seem, with all of that, 
it must have been music to Shane's ears at that point when yeah. he, when you said, oh, actually, this bit that I'm trying to keep a secret, it's like, well, no, that's gold. That means to, you've got so much to draw to from, with, so much yeah. to, to, get to, in, to, to get in, yeah. yeah. So the perfect situation there. Um, we mentioned like, accents a few times. Yeah. Have you always found that? Because you've, you've, you've darted about a bit. I, I want to get on to Boardwalk Empire next, and it made me yeah. think instantly of playing a breaking potentially as a as in, in doing cockney accent doing scouse obviously and then going over and doing american and have you found that have you have you enlisted the help of vocal coaches or have you always had quite a natural kind of ability yeah. to, to do impressions as such yeah it's yeah it's, yeah as a kid i used to do impressions and things yeah. of people on the telly See, and that's that's accents that's vocal yeah. coaching it's yeah, like, course, it's, it's, yeah. like it's when you're a kid and being silly being and doing silly impressions about, yeah that's, it, that's when you're learning yeah and it's using them in the right way and it, you get you right you know it's that it's it's not having that fear as a child yeah. it's, and it's, it's it's having the openness and the willingness to play but i've always i've always had a good ear for accents yeah even to the extent of when, you know, when I was, I'll never forget this, when I was in Rose Bruford and, the, you know, the teacher that used to teach you for RP, pronunciation, she was very yeah. kind of, you know, really well spoken. And, and we'd go down the room and, you know, and, and I always had that kind of, there was, there was not, not constantly, but there was one or two in the experiences that I've had, there was one or two people who were like, oh, well, you know, he's never really going to do anything. Is he, look, I mean, he's, he's, you know, he's a kid from Liverpool. He's, yeah. Listen to that accent. Yeah. He's, you know, he's a working class. He's not going to really do anything. Yeah. Which was very patronising. But I, cl- I clocked them straight. I, cl- I, was, I was good at clocking them. Yeah, 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 yeah. And if anything, I'd always shine that little bit brighter to, to just go to them, well, what can I have that? You it's know, motivation, swatting, isn't it? Yeah, terrible, yeah, yeah. terrible language I'm using. But but it was always to just go, well, whoa, 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 hang on, I'm not judging, so don't you dare judge me, please. But those things are the, the far greater motivation in that way, to be able yeah. to prove someone wrong rather than to be able to prove someone right is always a bigger thing. If yeah. someone's like, oh, he's, he's brilliant, and you go, yep, turns out I am brilliant, it was right. <laughs> yeah. If they're like, he's shit, then you're like, Oh, okay. Have a, have a look. Have, have a, a look. look. Yeah, yeah. you're not you know what I mean? properly than I. Yeah. 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 Just because I don't speak with a plum in my mouth. Yeah, and no disrespect to people that do speak with a plum in the mouth. Yeah, but just have a little look at me properly. Yeah, and she, um, she kind of, she been going around the room to an and now and here's Stephen. Can you do this? Can you do Renaissance pronunciation? Can yeah. you speak properly? She said it like that. And I just yeah. thought I went, oh, okay, and I did, and I did it, and then she went. Oh, well, it seems we have a dark horse here. And I was like, even when I'd, when I'd done it, right, yeah. she still couldn't still quite give me that respect. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or that kind of, yeah. well, well done. Still, still couldn't take that box, still had to have a yeah. little dig. But in, with respect to her. Oh, well done f- for you, kind of thing. Do you know what yeah. I mean? That, yeah. little, that, little, yeah, that last thing, you've done very well for, for you. Scouser, yeah, for, for you. who you are. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. But accents have always been a little thing that I've, I've, I've always liked doing silly voices and that, yeah. you know, me and the missus and... And now with the kids, we it's 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 part of our life in a weird way. Really, again, I think it's something that is. I said it's 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 training. It's yeah. it's training. It's part of acting. I said I've always been a big fan of 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 Hardy, and but I said in I realised in his first three or four films, it's like he chose really silly voices mm-hmm. and made them believable, yeah. and that's what made it great. Like yeah. in in the take, I always remember. Just watching that TV series, absolutely fantastic. There's points where it's like, if anyone else was doing this, you'd laugh it off the screen because it's such a silly voice. But it's that ability to to mess about with voices, but go, no, this is this is this is serious. Yeah, you know, this is a real thing. Yeah. Um, on Boardwalk Empire, reading the name Al Capone. <laughs> just how was that to go right? Here's what I'm going for, and then to get that. That's, well. 
That's a big name to be. Oh yeah, that be, was that was true to be stepping into, right? That one was yeah. massive. Um, I really need a piss. Can I just let's have, have a little pause? Let's have we a have a little pause. pause. We have, have a little pause. pause. Can I have a coffee? You're taking a piss. Perfect. We'll Lovely. do it. We'll Thank come back. You. Right while while we take a little break here, like while Stephen pops to the toilet as a fag, as a and makes a a coffee. Um, I'm going to quickly tell you, I warned you earlier, I'd tell you about you got a bonus podcast on Friday. And you have. Now, the exciting news, the bonus podcast is announcing the Distraction Pieces Network. Yes, we're spanning out, we're, we're expanding. I'm basically bringing in a number of podcasts, new podcasts, and putting them under my kind of the Team 3W blanket. Um, and the first one, you may have heard a while back, I had Jason Tron from... Leap UK, which is Law Enforcement Against Prohibition UK, and they're a group who are trying to ch- change the drug laws in the UK, and they're, they're doing so by bringing together police officers of all levels, or former police officers of all levels, of all ranks, um, judges, parents of people who've whose children have have gone through um, either imprisonment or or just bad you know bad experiences in, involving drugs that all of them now presented with the facts and statistics can see that making drugs a criminal act rather than a health act or an act that needs help is is ridiculous and it's it's not a war that can be won it's 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 waging war on a fictional thing it's creating a war when a war isn't there and it's fascinating and basically they're going to be having their own podcast each month. Jason is going to be having different guests on. And on Friday, last week, on, on, on Leap Day, you know, there's, there's good marketing. On, on Leap Day, they were they went into Parliament and they had their day in Parliament presenting their case, having everyone speak, and it went amazingly well. And afterwards, they had kind of an after-party gathering of a little bit of a, a breakdown of what happened. And we decided to record it, and I went along and... I, t- I interviewed a couple of people and that's what a, a Friday's podcast will be. It's a short extra one and it's a, a bonus for you all. Um, yeah, let's get back to the podcast and hear what Stephen has to say. I think he's finished having a wee now. Right. We've had a nice little break. <laughs> yeah. Had a bit of a fresh air, run around the garden. Yes, little chase. <laughs> Tired ourselves out. Um, <laughs> we were talking about a boardwalk empire and what a, a, a crazy gig that must have been to get. It was one that from the start was hyped hugely yeah. from everyone involved and then and you came in in series uh, two was it Stra- well straight away in series one. Oh, really was it yeah yeah straight away in series one and the uh, story picked up a lot in two but straight yeah. away from series one. Oh, of course yeah, yeah but that was again that was um i was just kind of i was we were sitting at home and i hadn't worked for a while yeah uh going back to this is england i, I, I had no work after this right. is england for about eight months i think yeah it took a long time, I think. People, again, like what you said earlier on, you know, it wasn't just someone that had come up and done this. I've been doing it for years before. Yeah. Yeah. But I think people kind of forgot that and thought, oh, Shane's just found this fucking this next yeah. scouser kid. Again, I mean, that was a lot of it. A, a lot of the, the guys in it were either in this, this this second role or first role. So Shane, and particularly in, that, in, in this England, there was a lot made of that process of getting these... A rough around the edges kids and, yeah. and, and giving them this opportunity and finding the amazing a, a talent in them so yeah I guess you might have been then grouped in with that yeah that story yeah gone like, along with that no, yeah. I've been it's, yeah, it's me I've, yeah it's me I've been doing it for a bit if you yeah. have a little look, look at me back catalog yeah. kind of thing do you know yeah. what I mean but that 
I mean, and that was that was hard. There was a, there was a couple of times, you know. Thank God for for Hannah, and she um, she was teaching at the time, and she she just because there was a couple of couple of occasions there. If I'm really honest, where I was going to pack it in, right? Do you know what I mean? Because I, I like I say, I hadn't worked for a long time, and and, and that must have been been crazy, particularly when you're thinking, right? I've just had my big yeah my big moment. It's got hugely, it's amazingly well received, well received, yeah, well received publicly. And then, and then just kind of sitting yeah. around, it's not, you know, not expecting that to take off. And yeah, there's no, there's no, there's no opportunities coming through the door. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Basically, and particularly, I mean, the last time you had a similar experience was getting your first big role in Snatch, and then next you're getting calls from Scorsese, and you know, what I mean? yeah. so it must have been a thinking, right? Well, this is the next yeah, step. Yeah, oh, we'll 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 we've nailed it. Yeah. yeah, we've nailed this now. But yeah. it wasn't, and then going back to what we said earlier on, which was great in a sense. I um there, there was a, there was a, lo- a a local youth club which was still open and it's been closed down yeah. now, but um through a friend of Hannah's mum's, God bless her Susan when she was alive, um one of her friends kind of said she was working at the youth club she she had a lot to do there and she asked me did I want to go in and just kind of help out and do like little bits of voluntary work and stuff which yeah. I did, uh, and we we made I made some short little films with the kids, oh, you know with the young teenagers uh, just giving them the confidence and just just basically guiding them through it they'd write the script they'd they do all the acting they do all the camera work they uh they direct it yeah. and i just kind of oversee it and it was it was immensely rewarding to be yeah. honest with you i got such a lot of, a lot from it yeah and to watch these kids these young young adults but you know who were like late, late teens early teens and stuff and just watch them develop this confidence in themselves and starting off like yeah. oh well we Amazing. can't we can't make a film so yeah. suddenly at the end of it they've got a they've got a product there that they they're a major part of. Yeah. And that was that was immensely rewarding. That must have been great considering how you'd got into it essentially, how yeah. you'd been inspired by someone literally across the road yeah. kind of thing and, and literally in that same area to go, right, this is it's, po- it's possible to get to go back and go, look, this it is possible. Yeah, it's doable. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and I was, and that was that was brilliant. And there was a point there where I was so close to there was a job that became available. Right. And I was almost going to go and start work there, do you know what I mean, mm. at that time. And then something else came up and something else came up from that and there was a, there was a, an opportunity to go and do, go and apply for that, for that vacant position. Uh, and then I got an acting job. But going to the, to the Boardwalk Empire thing, my agent phoned me up. Yeah. Now, bearing in mind, when I'd finished Gangs in New York, uh, I got on really well with Marty and, and yeah. stuff and you know that's Leo's a true true friend now and that's where I met him and stuff as well yeah. uh, when it, it was my final day of filming and, um, and Marty had left and I went to get changed and then someone had, uh, one of the runners or something said Marty wants to see you so I went to see him to say goodbye and stuff and then I went I went look I'd love to do this again with you someday do you know what yeah. I mean it's been a hell of an experience yeah. I promise you kid one day we'll do something again I yeah. promise you kid and I was like you can't say that to me and not, not fulfill yeah. the promise <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean it's that little scally in me that goes whoa 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 yeah. you've said it now you've got to stick to yeah. it um, and I'd see him at premieres and stuff that I'd go along to with Leo uh, and I'd go and he'd come up to me every single time without me saying it. He'd come up to me and he'd go, I, I know you wasn't in this one, but I haven't found the right part yet. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. still looking, kid. I'm still looking. Yeah. And I, you know, and it was lovely. It was lovely for him to say that. But then I, my agent phoned from America and said, are you going to be in in the next 20 minutes? Because uh, Martin Scorsese wants to call you from his office. Yeah. And I was like, 
am I going to be in? <laughs> Fucking course, I'm not going yeah. anywhere now. Yeah. So the phone went and I literally picked it up and I was like, hello. And he's like, hey, how you doing, kid? And I was like, yeah, I'm good. He's like, are you busy? I went, no, not really, no, there's not much on. Okay, uh, I got this thing. Uh, it's called Boardwalk Empire. It's going to be a TV thing, HBO, HBO. Uh, uh, yeah, so how do you feel? I was like, yeah, okay. Well, okay, I'll see you in three weeks. Same as what we were saying before, do you yeah. know what I mean? I went, okay, he went, oh, yeah, 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 I want you to play Al Capone. And I went, oh, okay, yeah, sure, see you later. And Anna was sat on the couch and she was going, she went, what's this, what happens, what happens? I went, I think he's just asked me to play Al Capone in a new series. And it was one of them moments where we... the case. Yeah, and I was I'm sure that's what he, what, what he said. Yeah he, yeah, he did say Al Capone. It was one of them pinch Madness. yourself moments. And then literally, three weeks later, he sent me he sent me loads of stuff. I watched loads of DVDs, and but he didn't want... We, we decided that I wouldn't watch no films of other people that I played it before yeah. because we were going to make a fresh new character. That's what was what I found really engaging about it was it was the gradual development of Al Capone it wasn't his Al Capone everyone knows who Al Capone is yeah it was Al Capone. it was like, that like you realise like so that's so that's Al Capone and then it's that that yeah. gradual climb to, to like to a, seven, a 17 18 year old kid that yeah. grew up to be Al Capone yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and that, that was the great you know that was that was the fantastic experience and that was the most enjoyable thing about creating that character yeah because I did a lot of research I read a lot of books and stuff and, and I looked at a lot of his background and his, his growing up as a child and where he was from and stuff. And when we went to New York, I got to drive past his house and I got out and had a look at the house. Wow. And I went to the church where he married his missus and where his, I went to the school where his, I had a look at the school where his kids went and, and just all around that area. And it was that enjoyment of, of creating something fresh. And he had a really dark sense of humour, which yeah. was, which we managed to portray, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And he was, it was the fact that he was... He was so driven and so determined yeah. to be a brilliant gangster. That's that was what yeah. he wanted to do. He wanted to run things, and as simple as that, he yeah. did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that that was an amazing experience. That I really enjoyed. Yeah, it. that must have been insane. <laughs> I mean, I keep saying we're not going to go through every film, but there's there's <laughs> there's yeah. two more things I want to touch. And obviously, a Pirates of the Caribbean has has been a huge and ex- exciting thing. And yeah. it's 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 one that obviously it has to be mentioned because of the size of it, but it's also just when you were saying that that first kind of play you were doing was 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 pirates was was treasure island type <laughs> yeah, thing, you yeah. know, how was that to then go right? Let's do this again. Yeah, it was <laughs> let's kind of do this in in a, a slightly bigger in production a slightly than in huge production in, in yeah. Yeah. with no pressure or not. And just but, but that, that's the other thing. I thought I, I suppose I've never really felt the pressure of things, but yeah. that was amazing. That because that kind of that came about. Through through meeting Johnny, basically, yeah. do you know what I mean, and getting on really well with him. Because obviously you did Public Enemies as, yeah. as, as well earlier on, so that kind of, in a way, showcased you. I'd imagine potentially for Al Capone and stuff yeah, like that, because yeah, it kind yeah. of went, look, yeah. this is this is I can be an American can gangster, be these American gangsters, yeah, 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 yeah. This baby face Nelson again, not yeah. typecast, but but I could, yeah, it was it was one of them situations, and even even for that, I mean. As, when I look at it, you know, behind behind the things, there's there's always great little little stories and incidents how yeah. that's happened. I mean, because I put myself on tape for that, right? For um, for Public Enemies, and it was it was in our in our kit in our in our living room. It was in our, in our old house, and yeah. Anna, Anna filmed it. And it, it was basically what was what was there was just these sides of you rob a bank, and then there's this one little scene where yeah. you, you're talking to Christine Bale's character. So. 
I was like, okay. And then I looked and I, and I did it with like pretending to hold a gun in my hand. And yeah. I went, I went, nah, 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 Snyder, that's Snyder. And then I went, well, we'll, we'll get a gun. And we, we had Alfie and Grace by that time. And I went, and we never really, I, I didn't really like having the kids having guns, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's, I, I just don't really agree with that personally. Yeah. It's such an early age for a child to have yeah, even a no, toy gun in any way, yeah, shape yeah. or form. So I picked up his plastic golf club one of his, his little plasty golf clubs and pretended to rob the bank with this plastic golf yeah. club and did the scene. And then at the end of it, I went, oh, by the way, it's my little Alfie's plasty golf club. Just put a little bit of me in there. Yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Sent it off again, didn't there for a while and then got the job. And then when I turned up, um, th- that was another one, right? Two weeks, you've got to be in Chicago. Yeah. Flew to Chicago. It's like, oh, okay. What, Michael Mann, you know, big yeah. thing, Johnny Depp, Christian Bale, Marianne Coltiore. It was like, okay well here we go <laughs> turns up and then you get to meet all the other actors and stuff and they're all going oh, like you know I'm hearing these conversations how many auditions did you have one of them's going I came back 20 times and then the other one's like 17 the other one's going oh, at least it must have been 20 times <laughs> I had to come back yeah. and meet him 20 times and then one of them turned around to me and I felt that guilty one of them turned around to me and went how many times did you audition and I went but just, just the one. So I just um, kind of put myself on tape and sent it off. And he was like, what, really? I was like, yeah, yeah. Feeling, feeling a bit yeah, embarrassed, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then the day after we're meeting him and he's like, everyone's lined up in the corridor. It's like, here comes them Precisa, which them kind of things can yeah. be. But I mean, he's a, he's a beautiful man. He's a, such a funny fella. I got on, he's just so good. Yeah. I got on really well with him. He's brilliant. He's fantastic. Got a yeah. really warped sense of humor as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's walking down, he's seeing people and everyone's shaking his hand and all. And it's a bit, you know, it's a bit like waiting for the queen kind of thing. Yeah. You're on the line and all that. And he's uh, shaking the lads and next, you know, well done, done. And he turns and he comes to me. And this, don't forget, this is the first time I've met him. Yeah. Face to face. And he goes, ah, Stephen. I went, yeah. He went, he goes, great tape. Loved your tape. Your tape was fantastic. It was such a great natural tape. And then he, and then he goes in, and, and how's little Alfie in his golf? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, he's brilliant. <laughs> so the fact that he'd remembered yeah, it, do you know yeah. what I mean? That's mental, isn't it? Yeah, and it was. And then, and then that's how that came about. And with, then I, you know, developed a friendship with Johnny, and he was a lovely man. Really, really beautiful. That's, that must have been great again. And it seems there's a theme there that you, do seem to get to come back to work with a lot of people that you've worked with in the past. So that's that's yeah. got to be a good thing that just building these relationships and just again, I think it it strikes me as as what you were saying there. Part of that kind of uh, that working class upbringing of of being embarrassed of anything feels as if it's, as, as if it's come easy. Yeah. So the fact that you'd got yeah. it in one audition, a lot of actors would have been oh, I did it in one. You know, you, yeah. you know, I would have been yeah. particularly in yeah. America. Yeah. Would have yeah. been that would have been a badge of honour. Whereas coming from where you've come from it's more of a oh, it's kind of just one but you know yeah. it's, 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 trying to explain yourself as, as a reason for it so yeah. but I think that then obviously again it's obviously endeared you with people and meant you've got on with people and had that instant human interaction rather than I'm an actor trying to get something out of talking to Johnny or to Leo or yeah. whatever else yeah, is that? Completely. No, you're, you're talking to another human because you're aware that all of you are just, yeah, just humans just rather than it being this career thing of, well, I had 17, but, you know, n- next time, if I can get on this person's good side. Yeah, and all yeah, that exactly. Kind of, so, so how was it then going back and doing, yeah, and doing Pirates and doing this it, huge production in... It was just so much fun. Sanity, right? Yeah. yeah, it was so much fun. And what was great about her um, was the way 
you know, because I knew I was going to be away for a long time, yeah. away from the family for a long time. So it was one of them kind of moments where I first kind of went, well, actually, you know, we're doing okay. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I've earned me, earned me stripes a little bit you mm. now. And, and my agent kind of went and had it predominantly kind of went, well, we'll come with you. And I was like, yeah, you will, yeah. Yeah. You will. And then I was like, yeah, I'm not going to stay in a hotel room on my own. No, because, you know, it's that's part of our existence as actors. That's, yeah. That's, that can be the downside of it and, you know, that kind of loneliness kind of thing of yeah. being away from your family for a long time. And we kind of put our foot down a little bit and said, well, no, actually, if you want me away from three months, well, you know, we want a little house and I want me, my wife and kids with me. Amazing. So we managed to achieve that, you know what I mean? That came off and it was it was brilliant. It was like a lovely holiday. I mean, It's mad, isn't it? That, that, yeah. that, that that's the reality and that's perfectly reasonable. That yeah, that's, that's, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because when, when I went, well, actually, when I went to agent, well, well, actually, well, actually, no. Yeah, I'll do it. But, but you know, I'm... And then, and then it's that working class thing. I'm not good enough. We we don't deserve that. And I went, yeah. oh, fuck it, yeah. But you're going to pay for a posh hotel. Well, I don't want a hotel. I want a little house yeah. where I can have my wife and kids. Yeah. And he said, yeah. There wasn't even a batting of an eyelid. They just went, yeah, okay. And I was like, it's fine. Oh, fucking hell, okay then. All right. <laughs> and it was you started it going was over all your previous bookings. Again. <laughs> yeah, what, what, I, why was I why staying in? Why say <laughs> that this time? Why not do that? Turn into a rock star with a rider or something, you know what <laughs> exactly. I mean? Exactly. But that was brilliant, and and it was just, I mean, because you know, it's it's fantasy and it's it's the realms of of complete storytelling in a fantastical, yeah. magical sense. So it was one of them. And the key seems to be just looking at it, t- to watch. They're so much fun, and yeah. it feels like that must be the gig. The gig must be just such a fun one to be involved in this crazy world that's well it was for me because because there's a lot of people there's you know there was a couple of people that got really downhearted on it and you know right. just sitting there thinking oh we don't have much to do we're in every day yeah but I, I was thinking well we're in every day we're in the fucking middle of a way the sun's cracking the flags it's lovely yeah. you get really nice food yeah. people look after you do you know yeah. what i mean it's not as if you're carrying the set and you're doing fucking rep in Bristol or something, yep. you know what I mean, on a rainy day, all in the back of the van. Yeah. So it's not that bad when you look at it in them contexts, you know again, what I mean? exactly that on, 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 on nights around a table, on one of the days that we'd, me and a couple of other guys would had to go up to Wales, and it turned out our scene was literally to stand in the background for one scene, and that was that. And one of the guys, like one of the other guys was like, oh man, it's all a bit much in it for, for not doing fit. And I was like, this morning I got got I got taught how to ride a horse. <laughs> I'm dressed up. I've got an axe on my hip. I've, they've drawn a scar on me. It's like I'm having the best day out ever. This is amazing. If I'd, if I'd been sat at home and someone said, "You doing much No. Do you want to come and ride a horse and do all this?" Crap? I was like, "Stick an axe." Yeah, all right. Yeah, 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 of so I was like, "Yeah," and I'm getting paid. It's like, exactly, and it's I'm happy and, with this. and I think sometimes it's that. It's that, I, I don't know, I wouldn't say it's humbleness, but it's that kind of, it's still being excited about the job. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, I, and I'm, I'm lucky, I, st- I still have that. And I, and I think once once you lose that, well, then that's, that's time to pack it in. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, every, every time I go onto a job, the first, especially my first day, I'm shitting myself. Yeah. I always think I'm going to get fired. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I always think I'm going to get found out or something or yep. someone's going to come along and go, well, do you know what? We've been caught now. Come on, lads. You're not yeah. supposed to be in here. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. It's, 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 it's weird saying that on our last, um, our last week filming, mm. I had the weirdest thing of, because again, I'm, I'm new to all this. I'm very new to all this, but it's exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm buzzing to be involved. And again, it's not giving anything away, but 
we'd had a few weeks of filming and then in this last week a few new members were added to our gang yeah and I got home and I I rang my mum and I was like there were these new people and they were asking me advice yeah and it was like this is mental. It's like a week ago or a couple of weeks ago, I was, like, I was shitting it thinking, I, am I going to do something wrong and all that? And it was strange that it was like, no, I, I had some advice to give. Yes, I could, exactly. I could say, well, just if you just tidy up that rope and you play with this, it's like, this is mental. And it, yeah. it, again, exactly that, that thing of the fear of being found out and kicked off and then finding out, oh, no, actually, other people supposed to be are feeling that are feeling from you same, kind of thing, yeah, are feeling that you're going to find, yes. find them out. And, and what was lovely about that, I, I just <laughs> remembered that stuff and that, that little, you know, after the others had come along and that. Yeah. And as I'm coming up on the boat, you were sat on the shore and it was completely off camera. Yeah. It was completely off cam- camera completely because it was, you know, you were sat there and you was offshore and it was off camera. But you were just sat there and you was kind of, you was in it. Yeah. Because I, I clocked you, you was in it, and you was like looking over to me, you know? and then I just shouted, oh, Bill, come on, up you get. <laughs> yeah. And you got up and you did it, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, and that yeah, was yeah. off camera. Yeah. To the extent where we'd created that little moment where then instantly the, the cameraman, because the director was on the on shore, I think, yeah. instantly the DOP went, right, we need to get that now as yeah. well, because have you seen that way they're reacting there? And, Which saves the story. And, and that's what's been great learning on this instantly is that in my mind, is, is trying not to think about, have you got any lines? Are you on camera? Yeah. Just going, let's go and play. Yeah. Let's go and play. We're going to play out our little thing. And there's, there's numerous bits where it's not not rolling yet and we've been having a bit of chat and back and forth. It's like, yeah, doesn't matter. You know, in, it, it'll be nice if there's some good bits in there. If not, and it's, you've and gone it, and played And in it. the sense as well. Learning the characters it, Yeah, again. and it, it doesn't even matter. Like you say, it doesn't even matter if it gets picked up. But that first day, me and you were together. I don't forget that. I thought that was brilliant. That, that first day, were, it was off camera. And it was just for us to get into the scene and we were just throwing little things at each other. Do you, know yeah. what? Do you remember yeah. when yeah. And yeah. I went, yeah. 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 So I had, so you work them free breasts yeah. yeah. And you yeah. went, without missing a beat, I went, so how'd you do it? You know, with the free breasts and you just went, with it, without missing a beat. And I, I just about got through the fucking scene because you went, <laughs> one at a time. And it just, and inside I was pissing myself, but then we had to do the scene. Exactly. And it was that realising, it's just building them characters. It's what you were yeah. saying before. If you're doing a play, you've workshopped these characters characters for ages mm-hmm. and what these are even if it's two minutes beforehand it's building that relationship yeah. that will then shine through in some way even if in that scene i'm just there to stand in the background really well, even, like, even in that scene that now giving something yeah and we made something from yeah. that so we, we showed you know we showed a de- we showed a development we showed that the characters have history so yeah. even you know even if it, if it starts on us just as that scene comes through and we've already done that like i said that's that's already there it's helped us so out we've got that yeah. so we've already got a comfortableness in a relationship with each other completely i was i mean we're almost at the 90 minute mark so i'll start yeah. to wrap things up just want to quickly ask if there was ever any panic or hesitation on returning to this is england for the series obviously it went amazingly but when you've had that thing that was so well received and the characters so beautifully put together and all kind of tied off nicely yeah you've all gone on and done other things that were great as well was there any thought of are we going to ruin anything yeah are we going to shit on what we've 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 crafted and and managed to pull off particularly as said with no disrespect to anyone but particularly when at that start a lot of people it was their first gig so the fact yeah. that it was so amazing was against all odds in many ways the of fact course. that everyone was so up to it so was there any kind of for me fear yeah, on that for, yeah completely for me uh, for me personally uh, there was a lot of apprehension you know and when i spoke to shane there was there was that kind of i, I said oh you know is this gonna work is it yeah 
and and I suppose the only way I could, I could look at it from my personal perspective was the fact that I was doing other stuff. Um, and for me, I, I knew I was going to be flying in and out of it. But what what it was, what it was, what, the missus is just getting off. See you later. Right. See ya. Don't forget that skip still needs filling. <laughs> okay, I'll fill your skip. Yay. Thank you very much. I'll be here every Tuesday. Bye. Have a nice time. See ya. Um, yeah, so it was, you know, there was that apprehension. But but what what it was sold to me on in a recent... No, I don't mean sold in that way. You know, I would have jumped at the chance anyway. Yeah. But but what I the impression that I got was for us to develop the other characters yeah. that were in the story that, that that we never really got to see their side of it yeah. or we never really got to get to know them as characters. So for me, the beauty of it was watching them unfold and watching their yeah. journey unfold. And this is England in that respect, especially the series, is one of the only things that I've been able to, that I've been in where I've been able to sit back and watch it. Yeah. Objectively. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Because uh, with the character and as an actor, that's why sometimes I don't really like watching my own stuff because you can always, um, any any person in any any walk of life or any job that they do is always their own worst critic. I yeah, think, of course. I mean? in, the, in the best sense as well, in the, yeah. in the worst sense. But for me, I got to not watch it like that. I got to watch these people who I've known for, well, 10 years, especially little Tomo, you know, I've known him yeah. since he was 14. Yeah. I got to watch him grow up and mature and become a fantastic actor. Yeah. And the likes of Vicky, you know, like yeah. he was amazing anyway, Vicky, to cut, to, to blossom. And then the likes of Chanel and Shimmy and yeah and Joel and that's it. It's 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 so unique that it's one that you can literally find that that's stunning moment from each actor. Like yeah. Lyra, like, like, yeah. like, you can look at obviously in the film uh, with you and, Sh- and, Sh- and Shimmy and that intense interaction, but then you you can look at some of the scenes for Joe and Vicky in particular. Said yeah. just everyone. Just they, it's weird that it didn't seem as if there's Shane sitting again. Well, we need to give everyone their moment. Of course, it doesn't feel like that at all. It feels so naturally, but somehow it it came across organically. Yeah, they did all kind of. Everyone gets the moment in the sun. Do you know what I mean? Which, which I thought was beautiful about the whole series. Right across the board, everyone gets that moment to bask in the sun, which is beautiful. And you know, and it's such an honor as well to work to work with Shane over the over the span of ten years. Yeah. And to watch how he's developed and grown as well as a director, yeah. and then you know you, you like to hopefully think that that you've you've developed and you've 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 honed your skill a lot more yourself. So yeah. it, to have that opportunity to come back together again, do you know what I mean? Is is, is brilliant, and it, it is like it's it's a reunion. Yeah, and the you know every 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 one of that cast is is, is I hold dear to my heart. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Because like I said earlier on, to me that's where I really learned how. And the, the the true craft of me trade, hopefully, do you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. And, and every one of them, every one of them, I hold dear, especially, you know, Shane, Shane as well, and and Mark, Mark Herbert, the executive yeah. producer. He's you know he's a beautiful man. Yeah, he's he's the finest, finest, finest producer I've ever I've ever ever had the pleasure of working with. And it's it you do feel like without sounding. without without sounding wanky or do you know what I mean? in any sense fucking. It's it. It is like it is like a family. Yeah, and you do and feel you privileged to be a part of the This Is England family. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And again, in a, a similar way, when new people have come in and things like that. Again, every, and as, as you said, everyone's kind of, of growing up. That yeah. they have yeah. grown up together, and you have s- s- seen that literally and in their 
careers kind of thing. You're yeah. seeing them grow up in their careers, but you're literally also seeing some of them go from childhood to teens to... Of course, yeah. To, to whatever else. Yeah, so, yeah. I was 24 now, yeah. you know what I mean? And he was 14 when we started. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Amazing. Michael Soccer, you know, how his, his journey as acting has flown through the roof, isn't it? and he's, a, he's an amazing, brilliant actor. He's absolutely And in the fantastic. film, he was the bully, do you know what I mean? He yeah. was the little bully in the scene. And, now, yeah. and then he became part of the group. Yep. And that, and, you know... Just Again, watching them such all. An, Jack O'Connell, Jack O'Connell, yeah. watching him, you know, that was the first thing he ever yeah. did properly. And watching him blossom and become a fantastic, amazing actor as he's matured. Yeah, it's it's crazy that, yeah, it's really, I mean, we talked of, of Band of Brothers having this, yeah. you can tick people off. And it feels like so many of the guys and girls from This Is England I've have got so thing. much ahead and done the same. And it's just, it's, it's going to be one of them where you can go, yeah. Yeah, literally. Oh, he was in that. He was in that. I didn't yeah, know that's he was. He started. That was him. Shit. That's yeah. Going back, going back to that point you just said before about the difference as starting off at that, doing that play in school as Jim yeah. Hawkins and then being in, in um, yeah, part of the Caribbean. The main difference was, and then when we did plays at the Everyman, I would, and it just maybe to round it up in a sense, and the difference and and the progression of the journey in in many ways was when I was a kid, when I was like thirteen and that, I used to get on the bus to go to the Everyman. Yeah. It's about half an hour, 40 minutes from Kirby to the centre of the town. And, you know, I used to have me, me ma used to give me a couple of quid and that, and I'd have me a little bit yeah. of money and that and everything. And I'd get on the bus and, and I'd, I'd be sitting at the back of the bus and just, you know, going to the Everyman if we were doing a play or whatever and just thinking, it's really good, I really like this. This is really enjoyable. Yeah. You know, it is something I really, I really love doing. I love yeah. doing this. Hopefully one day maybe I'll be able to do this as a proper job. Yeah. In many sense, because yeah, some yeah, people yeah. still don't think it's a proper job. It's not in many ways. <laughs> but, you know, it's a proper job and maybe, you know, never wanting never wanting to be overly successful in a sense or never never wanting to be famous. I suppose yeah. that's the difference. And to any young people, you know, that are listening, never, for the right reasons, I, I, got, yeah. into, I got into this job wanting to wanting to find it wanting to find something that I was proud of something that I could be pleased with and hopefully something that I could pay the bills with and yeah. you know and have a, have a decent quality yeah. of life so to go from that kid that was on the bus thinking you know I'd love to do this one day cut to 20 years 25 years later a big mad wig on a big mad fake beard loads of muck all over me in a, in a pirate's outfit but, but looking like a roadie for Death Leopard or something yeah. do you know what yeah. I mean <laughs> yeah. and getting on a speedboat to go into the middle of the ocean in a way to get onto a big huge ship that was built as a pirate ship yeah. and just bouncing up and down on them waves Yeah, sat at the back of this speedboat with a life jacket on and looking me wig flying in the wind and all yeah. that and then just thinking to myself, that was one of them moments where I did have a little bit of self-reflection and just thought, he's done all right, that kid, not he? That it? kid's done all right. Yeah. He's, he's doing what he wants to do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I love it. Well, yeah. that's a perfect spot to end it on. So nice. thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure. It really has. And yeah, thank you very much for coming on. And we'll uh, we'll keep talking soon. <laughs> yeah, lovely. And I'll, uh, I'll see you in work in a couple yeah. of weeks. Yeah, see you in work. French Bill. <laughs> There we go. That was Stephen Graham. What a yeah, I loved it. As you can tell, with uh, 
we're enjoying each other's company. I'm a fan of his work and it was a pleasure to to sit down and talk to him. I like that. I say this a lot, but the beauty of doing a podcast is you get to sit down with people and talk to them in a way you don't normally talk to friends or people in general. You get to dig that bit deeper and find out those real those real intimate details and it was yeah, it was a great pleasure to do. So thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed this one, you might enjoy the Paddy Considine episode I mentioned, the Andrew Shim episode. There's loads. There's loads. Neil Maskell, Michael Smiley, um, Simon Pegg, and Nick Frost. There's We've had loads of great actors on. Check them out. They're all free on the distractionpiecespodcast.com or iTunes or Acast. I mean, I normally say I'll see you next week, but I'll see you on Friday for the bonus Leap UK special edition of the Distraction Pieces podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Scroobius Pip. This should have ended by now because I had a really long intro. It's quite a long chat. I had a bit in the middle. I've never had a bit in the middle before, but um, I'm still talking. But because I'm speaking in a hushed tone, it feels like it's about to end. Yet, the, again, it could just keep going. I've not mentioned that you can find me at Scroobius Pip. You're on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook.com slash Scroobius Pip. Have I? So there's that. The Distraction Pieces book is coming out later in the year that's going well i'm working hard on that at the moment um just yeah just 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 that's probably the end of the podcast see you on friday